Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers episode 18. Today I'm joined by Vicky. Hello. And friend of the show Dave Moore. Hello. Uh, no Charles this time as he's watching the cricket I think. Boo. Um, <laughs> we have a guest on the show though. We're joined by Jake from Purity Brewing. Hello. Welcome. Um, right, as per usual, first things first, um, we got a mystery beer. Got a mystery beer. And also, I just forgot to mention, actually, what we got coming up. We're looking at a Beer Central Festival that happened uh, last weekend in Birmingham. Uh, the first big kind of festival that's, that's come to the Midlands of that type. And uh, obviously, what we've been uh, doing in terms of our hoppy excursions. And uh, pretty much what's been happening in the world of modern beer over the last few weeks. So, uh, we've got a couple of cans here that Dave's brought along um, that seem to be wrapped in... Gaffer tape. Gaffer tape. So, yeah. There's a rule with gaffer tape. If you can't fix it with gaffer tape, you're not using enough tape. Right. Um, so, yeah, let's... Uh... There we go. There we go. Authentic can openings. Whoa, see, straight away. Dark beer. Dark beer. I think everyone's going to enjoy this. Ah, dark beer. So that's got... not just a dark beer. That's also one with a very... Um, dark a, head as well, which is yeah. I'm getting exactly. a watch from here already. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at four forty mil cans. If that gives us any clue, interestingly, there doesn't appear to be anything written on the underside of the can. You've already looked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I suddenly started to get we this cheated last time. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah yeah the aroma is is wafting out. Uh, so yeah, a, a dark beer with a sort of tan kind of uh, coloured head. Um, let's let's uh, let's get let's get our noses into the glass and uh, and see what the hell we can make of this. Ooh. Okay. Um, first thoughts on the nose. There's some sweetness there. Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. I was kind of expecting a lot of smokiness and coffee notes, but I'm not really. I'm picking up. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, d- I'm getting coconut. Yes. It's great cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a sweetness yeah. there. So I'm guessing a right. kind of like a milk stout. Yeah. Um, I think Ooh. Vicky's already got the adjunct. I think you're bang on with that. Yeah. Coconut in a 440 can. So that rules out Oscar Blue's death by coconut. Yeah. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> Unless you've canned this yourself. <laughs> I mean, I could have done, but no. <laughs> it's a very, a very, very mild chocolate to mm. it, but not a lot. I think coconut's bang on. I think you. We all have a good taste. So what do we think? Yeah. Um, so we've got ABV. What do we think? That's pretty thick, isn't it? Mm. I'm going to say eight. Eight. Look, just a bit from the taste, but also just yeah. the the look, the look and of the, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. When you get when you get a dark tan head like that mm. on a stout, you kind of go, yeah. It's not going to be far off eight. It's not going to be much bigger. I think I'll go seven and a half. Okay, Simon. What did you say, Vicky? Eight. I'm going nine. Ooh, nine. This is impy. Nine. Right. <laughs> Style then. <laughs> I think we could all probably guess what it is. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, I uh, generally just class it as uh, in peace style, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm going to uh, go, well, no, I'm going to say coconut porter. Coconut porter. You know the difference between a stout and a porter? 
Spell, spell different. Yeah, I was going to say, if you can honestly give me an answer to that, yeah. I'll take my hat off. Um, I, I've heard uh, people say that porters are supposed to be slightly on the on the thinner side, and they're yeah. not supposed yeah. to be as robust. Yeah, and slightly yeah. more bitter, yeah. I think, aren't they? Um, I have it in good faith from from brewers. Yeah. There is not a lot of difference, if any, whatsoever. You can pretty much get away with calling either or, you know, I think. Is it just a, we'll aim for that, and then whatever, whatever it takes like when it comes out, we'll yeah, call it I think so. Yeah. I, think that, I think there must be a historical thing there um, as to how it started. Yeah, it but, started down in London, didn't it, on the docks? That would be it, yeah. Where yeah, porters yeah were London porters, porters was, yeah, was pretty exactly. much yeah, yeah. a style, wasn't it? It was, yeah. 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 Uh, right, anyone think there's any hops in this? Mm, wow. There's obviously some bittering hops but it, it could be almost anything couldn't it because everything else is is it's a malt bomb isn't it really um so hops it could be uh, just kind of think of some sort of uh if you're brewing a beer like this and i'm kind of guessing at this point but you the, the focus isn't the hops so do you just put in some easily available hops that are not gonna you thinking, overshadow are you thinking foggles <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking fires. Um So I'm going to say, just to be different, I'm going to say Goldings. Goldings? Ooh. I know that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone for the adjuncts has suggested coconut. Coconut. Yeah, yeah it's got to be coconut. Yeah. Got Anything be. else? Uh, there is, there well, is more than one. A shitload of lactose. Lactose. Got to be. I can't disagree with either of those. I don't think there's any chocolate in there. I can't pick up any other kind of... I'm not getting anything else out of it. It's very, very just creamy, thick, yeah. coconut, isn't it? Yeah. I don't mm. think... So I don't think we need to bother with flavours. We've sort of described that. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 yeah. Um, and then, <coughs> really, the last one, then, is... Who thinks... Oh, they know what brewery it's from. Well, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably not Purity... Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's when you go into panic mode. Uh, yeah, is there something I don't know about? Yeah. 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 I'm going to guess at Buxton. Buxton. Oh, oh good oh, shout. Yes, shout. Yeah, but you know what? They've done a, a coconut one that's called something Castle, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to give you a little clue now. Yeah, it's a collaboration. There's two breweries. Well, that's that's throwing me under the bus, there, mm. isn't it? Um, it's, they could be. Hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on. Wylam? No, no, because that one they recently put out had chilli in it and other stuff. Are you getting any heat no, from this? There's no chilli in no. there. No. There's no chilli in there. Okay. So my original th- thinking was um, Burning Soul. Right. Because um, I know that obviously they do a coconut porter, but I didn't think it was that strong, but I didn't know whether they'd done a... Um, <laughs> I'm getting all the no from silence. We're getting the silence. No. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to stick with Burning Soul. I've done a... Um, yeah. Any, any others, do you think, um, to, to collaborate with them? Because it's definitely two. Uh, Burning Soul and... Uh, this is the hardest Lost one, and Grounded. It. Lost and Grounded. Oh, that's getting a bit uh, off-piste. <laughs> Why not? Um... Who else has done collabs recently? Apart from Northern Monk, <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, well, the world. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? If this if this was Northern Monk, it would be a patrons, and all the patrons have got that writing around the top of the counter. Yeah, so it's definitely not that. It's definitely not Northern Monk. Yeah. 
that's a elementary, handy, my dear. That's to say, that's a handy thing to remember for next time. Well, purely because years. I, purely because I've picked books, and should I be saying Omnipolo? Should I be going with that? Oh, that that's yeah, yeah oh, good shout. Because yeah. obviously they do a lot of work. It make a lot of sense, and, and it's it's a kind of Omnipolo it's style. Not far beer, off. I can imagine yeah. it poured on some ice cream. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think then? So you, um, you, you left a go, and I think to be honest, this whoever's going to win it is going to win it on the brewery or the ABV. I think um, for this, this is where you always get put on the spot, and there's all these breweries, and you can never think of them at this point. <laughs> like you know, um, I think it's going to be Wylam and um, I don't know um, Wylam and somebody else, um, Wylam and Cloudwater. As, as it's just off the top of my head. Right, yeah. well. Okay, is it time for the big reveal? Big reveal. Yeah. I nearly left the house without this, so. <laughs> yeah, you always got to remember to bring the label. So oh, I've already seen. Left oh, under giant. Oh, giant. And uh, pressure drop. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got a skate pod, and nice. it's a chocolate, coconut, and vanilla. There is chocolate. Oh, Never. Ah. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the tasting notes enough. are dark, indulgent, and rich. Mm. It's the, all of them. The additions are coconut, cocoa nibs, vanilla, and milk sugar. And it says to share. Sorry, to serve. Share with friends. <laughs> Good. Well, we've go. done that. Uh, do so, you know yeah. what? I saw this announced on Twitter 10%. or somewhere. The other ten percent. Ten. ten. Yep. Wow. Ooh. So Ooh. Simon's probably the closest. Better carry on sipping then. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. I thought seven and a half. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think given that no one's got anywhere close to the brewers, I think Simon's a winner on this one. Yeah. With the nine yeah. percent. Oh, there you go. Well, I was close ge- geographically with um, Lost and Grounded. Yeah, Bristol, yeah, Bristol, yeah. Done, Bristol and London, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, at straws there, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I gotta say, this this is a beast of a beer, and it's it lovely, looks it? bloody great, isn't it? It's um, I saw it in the shop, and I thought that's not going to hang around. So. Was this um, what a Warwick Real Ale? Yeah. Mm. Ah, yes, that's where I saw it on. Yeah, Instagram I was in the, I was in the shop the other day, and he, it, I said to Paul, I need a mystery beer for the for the podcast, and he was pointing out a few. And what like Lock Thirty Four? Yeah. Well, no, no, not a Lock Thirty Four. No. And then, uh, uh, and then he, um, yeah, he pointed that out. I thought, yes, definitely. That's uh, it's no, got that's, everything in it. That's it's 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 a superb beer, and um, it. I mean, we 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 got the coconut big style. Vicky did. You shouted yeah. that pretty much straight away, didn't you? Which I was getting is, mild chocolate, but nothing chocolate? like that. Yeah. I didn't think there would actually be chocolate in there. I didn't think I was getting enough for it, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's actually delicious as well. You don't taste the nine percent on it at all. No. It's very easy drinking. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it's it's dangerous, dangerous yeah. but delicious. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nice one. Okay, we've got another beer in front of us now, uh, and this is what I picked out. Um, this is Marsbrau from Germany. Funnily enough, um, from the uh, Bamberg in the Franconian part of Germany. And uh, it is, uh, well, I'm not going to try pronouncing what it says on the can, but it is known as A-U. Yeah, um, and that's what you ask for when you, you go to their tap room in Bamberg. Ungespondits. Uh, un- un- something. Wow. <laughs> that's right. Which, according to my show notes, means unfiltered and outrageously good. Um Simply pronounced R-U, like the two vowels, means you would like a U-beer. 
no language skills required and you finally have a great beer that doesn't take a long time to order um, basically it describes it as a yeast turbid speciality beer with a full-bodied smooth malt character so this is a proper full-on Bamberg mm. lager yeah. Yeah. Um, I picked this because it was going to be on at the Beer Central Festival but it didn't end up being on during our session so uh, we nipped around the corner when we came out of Beer Central went to Clink now known as Beer Digbeth, uh, and they've got some cans of it so it's now available in 330ml cans in the UK and um, well what, what, what are we getting what oh, are we thinking of it yeah just yeah. Loads and loads of flavour. Just stinks of like creamy porridge. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's really sweet. Really, yeah. really sweet. You can See, get, for me yeah. on the nose, it's all the bread. It's all that kind yeah. of... Yeah. 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 Lemony, bready. Yeah. Yeah. There's a very slight citrus that comes through it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a bit of citrus. Yeah. But, um, so, but generally it's just all the, the malt in there is just incredible. Mm. It sounds mm. so sweet. I mean, this is outrageously drinkable, isn't it? Oh yeah, uh, it's five point two percent. It's so, so creamy in the mouth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's, Some it's beer, outrageously it? drinkable after we've just because it's half the uh, ABV of the one we've just drunk. So of course this is going to be. Oh, of course it's drinkable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after. But it's just starting drinkable. on a ten percenter yeah. and going down to five point two. It's just like. <laughs> I think the thing is though that shows how outrageously good this beer is because it's it's not easy to come down from an impy stout to something else. But this is no. ticking the boxes. Um, I've been wanting to try this a long time and I'm not quite sure how long this has been available in the UK in cans because uh, I haven't seen it before just lately. I, I checked it was on Cave Direct's uh, website, um, aka Beer Merchants. Um, so yeah, they are now canning and uh, it's coming into the UK and it is seriously good. So if you like mm. your lagers, yeah. certainly your sort of Keller beers, this is... As a benchmark, I guess that the Lost and Grounded uh, Keller Pills is probably the closest to this that's been produced in this country. Um, but this is another level. Spectacular. Really. This is a yeah. lot more, a lot more flavour than the, than the Keller Pills for me. It's one of the creamiest lagers I've ever had. Just, yeah. just But it's got that lovely amber colour to it, and it's yeah. it's kind of like the colour of like a Vienna lager. It's reminded me of a um, um, Marzan. Mm. Yeah. Beer. Um, Whenever I go abroad, if I can't find a decent craft brewer, then you go to the local supermarket and there's a um, like a green can. It's a Marzan beer. It's about mm. seven eight percent, something like that. Yeah. But again, it's the most flavorful thing you're going to get, rather than like a Sagres or a or some you know foreign lager or something. It's this has mm. definitely yeah. got more flavor to it. I think because it's so malt forward, it's mm. like a it's got that like you say sort of creamy kind of thing going on. It's 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 um biscuity kind of malt bready yeah. bit Bready's of citrus like on, yeah man, very much so um, and this is the thing you know since I kind of got more into drinking quote unquote air quotes for anybody listening um, <laughs> craft beer um, I've kind of sort of shied well away from the lagers because nobody has really taken lager seriously now we're starting to see people like Lost and Grounded uh, Don Zoko um, Braybrook Braybrook, Braybrook. Yeah, absolutely yeah really, yeah. really picking up the, the lager Purity. baton uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are they um, <laughs> uh, and, and start producing really flavourful lagers yeah. that is kind of starting to put the memory of like insipid kind of macro lagers yeah. you know yeah. in, in the past Really, I, I nearly, I nearly did a Carlin or a Foster's for the 
<laughs> did, did, I, did I see you yesterday check in a car link? Yeah, it was uh, very, very warm, so I had a, I had a lager top. <laughs> lager top. And to okay. be honest, it was better than any other, any other bit, the other offerings in that pub, so... Yeah, but if, if they'd have had a Schoffer Hoffer, you'd have probably gone for oh, that. Oh, definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can't no, be a I, grapefruit I'm, shandy. Yeah, grapefruit completely, shandy. Completely with you on the whole thing of, of since moving into sort of modern beer and, yeah. and staying away from lager for such a long time. And I think... Yeah. It's only over the last six months or so where I've gone, okay, actually, mm. people are starting to talk about lager again. Let's, let's give it a bit of a go. Some of these sort of more modern breweries are producing these lagers that people are getting excited about. So there must be something in it. Um, and, and when you taste something like this, you remind yourself yeah. that that style of beer, there's a reason it's been so successful for so long. Yeah. And actually yeah. it's because there's some incredible stuff being made out yeah. there. That there is so full of flavour. Versus some of that macro lager that we yeah. spent probably yeah. the majority of our lives pounding yeah. away uh, yeah. for a two pound a pint or whatever it yeah. is, but um, it's all the slabs of twenty four that you can get yeah. from the supermarket. All exactly, there, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. there is just one of the most yeah. delicious lagers I've ever had. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's, it's really fantastic, good. isn't it? Yeah, I think um, Cloudwater's just uh, brought one out. Haven't they they got the light lager. It's a three point nine percent. You haven't tried that one yet, I don't think. No, um, I saw Charles checked it in, but he's, yeah. not, he's not here to talk about it. So <laughs> no. Oh well. Oh well. Let's, let's, well, move, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's move, move on. on. What's happening in the cricket? Oh, yeah, they've stopped for a cucumber sandwich. Yeah. There you go. But remember, cucumber does not belong in beer. Some um, people. So, uh, okay, that's a future show. That's a future show then. Yeah, does cucumber belong in beer? Um, I'll say next mystery beer. The adjunct is cucumber. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, as I said in the intro, we've got Jake here from Purity, um, and basically you do the social media and, and PR type stuff for Purity, yeah? Yeah, um, that's certainly certainly majority of, of the role, although it seems to be ever, ever changing and growing <laughs> and expanding into various other areas of the business as well, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, in, as we ask everybody who's a guest on the show, really, there's sort of a bit of a kind of beer journey kind of thing, really. How did you get into beer? What, what, were you doing the macro lagers? Were you real ale? How, how did it all start for you? Absolutely. I mean, I was I was in the macro beer category with with majority of people, I think. Um, and it was probably, I, I think I came into sort of modern beer quite late, actually. It was probably only about f- four years ago or something yeah. like that. I started to really change the stuff I was drinking I think you know when I was finally introduced to it well I think when punk IPA started to arrive yeah. everywhere yeah. yeah which is probably like four or five years ago whatever mm. it was like really easily accessible I was like oh yeah, this stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and I think it still is for a lot of people actually mm. them and, and the likes of Beaver Town as they become bigger as well I think yeah. it becomes like gateway beer and I think that's how I then got into it um, and then last year um, I spent a year in Australia and the craft beer scene out there is absolutely huge. And the group of people who I kind of grew very close with, and I've got mm. family out there as well, were yeah. very much into the beer that was happening out there. So they kind of gave me a bit more of an education as my knowledge was growing with those guys. And the beer scene out there is lovely. They've all got much, huge, huge plots of land, very mm. much like outdoor drinking as well. So it really encourages yeah. you to kind of visit these breweries. They're all yeah. really picturesque places. Um, and the style was very American, but lots of Nipahs or you know, yeah. New England IPA sort of thing. Um, and that just kind of blew my mind, some of the flavours that we were getting out there. So coming back to England, I was really excited about all that. And I was, I was keen to see what England had done in the year I was away. And mm. the I think whether it was that the, the industry had boomed over that year, or whether just my awareness of it had grown, mm. I think mm. it was probably more myself 
sort of understanding it and maybe investigating it a bit more. But um, I realised, you know, this is an industry I want to know more and more about. And um, an opportunity landed with Purity. And I'd had experience uh, working in pubs and that sort of thing for, for a number of years. And I did a little bit when I was travelling as well. But um, the opportunity, I think, came more through my my history of photography and, and so mm. on. So that's probably the main reason they brought me in um, yeah. to, to manage all our social media and, and create content for us through video and photography. And for me, it was just an exciting opportunity to move into an industry I actually had a real passion for. So yeah. um, since I joined in like November, my I've had to learn as fast as I can because you think you, you join a brewery thinking, yeah, I know a bit about beer. Yeah. Of course I know a bit about beer. I drink plenty of it, so I should know a lot about it. <laughs> and then you're in there and you go, oh no, I don't know anything about beer here. So you have to learn very, very quickly. But I, you know, the, the amount of things I've picked up over the last sort of eight, nine months has been incredible. Um, yeah. And Purity, thankfully for me, has been a very good company to join, brewery to join for mm. that reason. Um, you know, they've got the brewing team there are very happy to have someone come down and just shadow them and learn as much as you can. And yeah. I like to spend as much time with those guys out of the office as I can as well with my camera and have a bit of a laugh with them all. Um, it's certainly where the, the energy's at, so it's the best place to be. Um, and yeah, that's kind of been it really. And so, as I say, it's it's, it's still a, a learning journey, I guess. I'm always trying to learn about new styles and different hot profiles and um, I'm part of our tasting panel on a Friday morning and my palate is growing I've noticed yeah. over that time I think the first yeah. couple of yeah. times I did it I felt very nervous how do we get on this tasting panel I know right <laughs> it sounds amazing it does yeah. sound I mean when you, when I tell you know, I, I tell Jess um, my partner that um, I'm on the tasting panel today um, and she's like you lucky devil you know, you're tasting all these <laughs> yeah. beers at 9 o'clock in the morning yeah. it's not always as great as you think because you've had sort of 10 to 12 little tasters of beer and you do feel it it's, sort of, it's like you've had yeah. a couple of pints by the end of it you're like yeah. Yeah. Oh, now I've got a full day ahead of me. But um, damn it, I've got to work now. Yeah, but it's a really intense process because you all sit around a table in silence, and there's sort of four or five of you with a with a sheet of paper, and you taste each one for aroma and flavour, and we all need to judge is that beer the quality we want it to be and are we happy that that's going to go out into pubs because if we're not happy it won't go out as simple as that mm. um, and we'll have two or three different batches of the same beers as well so you can really taste the difference sort of if it's canned or if it's come out of a can or out of a bottle or out of a keg or whatever it is yeah. and um, for us it's about making sure that that beer tastes like that beer should because there's plenty of people in Warwickshire as you know who drink Arubu, like Gold, Longhorn, whatever yeah. it might be, on a very regular basis. Mm -hmm. And if they have that one beer that doesn't taste right, they'll be all over social media letting us know about it. Yeah. And yeah. it's not the sort of thing I want to have to deal with as the head of our social media. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we want as little of that as possible. Um, yeah, you don't want to come in on the Monday morning and like, oh no. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And thankfully, in my time, I've not had much of that, if any of that really. There's maybe one, one or two accounts where there's been a grumble from someone. And more often than not, it's not been our fault it's because there's been an issue with the the pub seller uh, yeah, management yeah. Um, and that's why you know a big thing of with, with purity is is educating our customers staff as well so we often do these pure quality sessions yeah. where we kind of give seller training and how to particularly with cask beer which is our bread and butter is what we do best um, educating how you manage that and, and look after your, your cask beer properly so that every pint tastes exactly how it should. Well, what sort of percentage would you say was cask beer uh, output then? Sort of more than half, obviously. Yeah, yeah. more than half, but although yeah. it's, it's getting closer and closer to being a 50-50 these yeah. days. I mean, the more keg beer we bring out, I guess... The, the more the closer we are to 50-50 anyway but also I think you know, the likes of Session IPA and our 
it's really helped us in the likes of London. Uh, mm. London, we're growing rapidly, and I think Session IPA has been our pioneer beer down there. Yeah, uh, I think it's been about five years we've been in London now. Um, mm. But so Session IPA, which came out last year, our grapefruit, four and a half percent IPA, um, that has that's our fastest growing line in London by yeah. short, but and probably majority of the rest of the country as well. Um, and it's beers like that that certainly. I think changing younger people's minds. I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of people about purity. It's still there's still a bit of a, a view that we're very traditional, very kind of old school beer. Mm. But the more beers we've been bringing out recently are starting to just open up people's minds. And say, okay, they're still making these traditional beers, and we always will because that's our bread and butter. It's what we're about, and we, we're very proud and and love our car scale. Um, more of these kind of keg lines, these more modern, craftier beers. Yeah, it's a Longhorn. That's that's quite a bit of a gateway it's a, yeah well, absolutely it? so yeah five percent like most of the it's a rye IPA the, the big lager it, yeah lagers. yeah and, it, it, and it, it it tastes sort of in between it's that gateway the, it's, into, it's the gateway stuff yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah. so it, yeah. It, it's <laughs> like a, the next step up uh, but it's, it's still got all those familiar notes that you might get from uh, yeah. you know a Stella or something like that but it, yeah. it improves them and, and changes them a, a little bit and it gets them into other things. Yeah, well, this is this is why I mean, we've just put a, a Longhorn into... I mean, it's been done on cask once or twice in the past, but we've kind of moved into cask a bit more now, and I think it's... Um, I think I'm right in saying this is going to be a permanent line from now on. Um, right. Because it actually works incredibly well in cask beer mm. as well. Um, I can imagine it. But, but yeah, it's quite spicy than, and, yeah. and, and... That's and, that kind of rye aspect. It's the rye it. aspect. And I really like rye beers. Me too, uh, and there's, yeah. there's not too many of them about, really. No, um, no. I like that, yeah. But it's, I suppose it's a bit like we were just saying about the Mars Brow. You know, this is, this is what lager should be. Should be, yeah. As opposed to what we're used to, the slabs that we can get from Tesco Absolutely. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit like you were saying about so stuff like your Longhorn and stuff. Yeah. Put it in a dispense method that people are used to. Yeah. And so, uh, like cask or something. But it's like, yeah. But that's not like this stuff that you can the macro stuff here. And it. it yeah. I suppose over time it starts to change people's. Yeah. Ultimately, all you've got to do is change people's perception and change their palates. Yeah. And, uh, absolutely. You know, I think. Then, you know, we, we, we have obviously had a number of keg lines for a while. The Longhorn, as we mentioned, Lawless, the lager that we do, the hoppy lager, which is like mm. a nice crossover of a, of a lager and an ale because it's very, very hoppy profile for a lager. Yeah. Um, but I mean, well, I've just come from a festival that we've done this weekend at 2000 Trees and the 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 long the Lawless lager, sorry, has absolutely flown out. I mean, it's been a nice hot day, so a weekend, yeah. sorry, so people are drinking lots of lager, but it has flown out. And I think a lot of people have come up to me and talked to me about it and said I really like this because it's, it's quite it feels like a, a bit like an IPA but it's mm. it's a lager and it's, it's got it's loads of flavour it's a sort of hybrid beer isn't it it is, I, a, mean, it I, is. I must admit I don't drink it that often but um, there was a was it a couple of months ago um, you guys did a, a tasting at Warwick Real Ale yes and did, so yeah. I tried the Lawless again then for the first time in quite a while and I was surprised that the thickness uh, it's got quite a thick body for it's about 5.4 or something uh, like it's, that it's uh, five yeah and it's five and a half lawless. five and a half yeah, yeah. Um, right but it's because it's unfiltered it's it's just just got bags of flavour for, mm, yeah. for, for a lager yeah. and so I guess for people at a festival maybe drinking if so they're used four to drinking and a half, I think, yeah actually, sorry, right four and a half, half, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, if they're used to drinking kind of very very filtered macro lager it's just going to be like yeah Eating in a Michelin starred restaurant compared yeah. to eating in Burger King, isn't it yeah. really? Yeah, is it, yeah. Uh, is it is it drifting close to an IPL? Mm. 
Yeah. Well, this is it. How hoppy do you have to go before you? Yeah. 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 IPL versus a hoppy lager, absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah. This is the thing. Yeah. Isn't That's it, right? that again, eh? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Probably, you know, we probably could call it that. It's unfiltered. Yeah. It's very hoppy. What's missing? I guess yeah. it's, it probably is. Um, but you know, we've just we've just had another lager as well, the Hellas, which I'm sure you you guys tried as well. Yeah, we tried that. Yeah, we've just made that organic as well it's actually been mm. organic for a while but we haven't had the soil association so now we've got that on board it's, it's fully organic it's organic. officially organic yeah, now yeah. yeah so um podcast exclusive yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um yeah and i think again i think we've it's, a, it's come from that whole identifying that lager is growing mm. because but but good lager yeah good quality yeah. lager and people yeah. actually want that there's a market for that people are looking for that opportunity i think once you drink something like that or something like we're drinking now there's, there's almost no going back why would you go back to something with no flavor <sighs> no. once you've drunk something yeah, like this I know, you know? absolutely yeah. I agree. um no you were saying earlier on you went to you down into london now yeah we're down into london um i remember a few years ago i went on a, a steam it was a rail a real steam trains in a london real rail Ale weekend or something like that. I don't yeah. know about these things. It was like a steam train that some um, some enthusiast put on. Hogwarts there was a little line Express. between Bury and Rawtonstall. Okay. So up near Manchester, way on uh, north of Manchester, and we stayed in Ramsbottom, and uh, we had a lovely day out on the railway. There was a couple of breweries we went to, some nice traditional ales, and then we thought, right, we'll have a walk up to the village, next village. It was up a, up a hill that was like. I know, like you're coming up a ladder kind of thing. <laughs> Got to the top of there. I thought, oh, there's a pub next to the curry house. Let's go and have a beer. Went in there. Ubu. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, they it's get like, everywhere. We've come away. We've come away to try and find something different. We've come. We found something that's, <laughs> that's right next door to where we live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Good distribution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. is the thing. Yeah. No, we're, we're slowly creeping our way around the country, right, and country, eventually yeah. we'll we'll meet. We, we, we get lots of requests from people in Scotland actually I, I only had a message I think last week or the week before from a chap in Italy saying I came to England I tried your beer I absolutely loved it how can I get some of it in Italy and I'm like maybe maybe soon but it's, it's not <laughs> yeah, quite there yet but maybe one day yeah. that'd be a nice thing well, we've got to conquer the rest of Britain first this is then, it yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely. I went to a, a bar in Rome um, I can't remember the name of it now but it, it was a real good craft ale bar and uh, talking to the owner there, and he was saying he was coming over to England to try some of the traditional ales because yeah. he's just been on growing up on lagers yeah. and Italian beers, and then then craft beers, and yeah. he's not never tried the I traditional cast the, stuff. Exactly, cast beers is unique to the UK, pretty yeah. much. And yeah. so, like yeah. the Americans come over, I, gee, I want to try your cast beer. You know, they love it. They yeah. absolutely love it. Yeah. Whereas it's very easy for us to kind of dismiss it because we've grown up with it. You know, yeah. your four percent bitters. We've just they've, they've always been there, haven't they? Mm. So it's quite easy to kind of dismiss that and just go, yeah, whatever. But it is it's part of this country's heritage, and absolutely, you know, you you can still chuck a load of hops into a beer like that. You know, Cask Jaipur, for example, is is Incredible. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm massive. I'm still a massive fan of Cask beer, and like you know, I went to Copenhagen in February. Mm. And when I got back. I was just begging for a yeah. nice, smooth yeah. cask beer because yeah. I was just, my mouth was just it's full so of resin and yeah. all from yeah, these yeah, huge yeah. hoppy IPAs. And I was just like, just give me a nice quality yeah. cask beer yeah. because I, I still think I, it's it, this country was is very much, it's, it's a huge part of our tradition, as you say. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. if we were to ever lose that, it'd be a real sad thing. And Absolutely, I think, yeah. I think it will come back. I think it's going to become mm. so 
unhipster that one day will be really hipster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be really yeah. cool to drink it and all yeah. the cool kids yeah. are going to be like have you heard of this car scale and yeah. they're going to be like yeah we know about that stuff guys yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's right my granddad told me yeah. that yeah. exactly yeah. so uh, yeah. it'll come back by the really bad films they're, they're really really yeah. bad they get, they get a real cool yeah. following so bad there. it's yeah. good yeah, yeah. No, absolutely like, yeah. vinyl that's exactly what happened with vinyl didn't it, it is. vinyl yeah. kind of yeah. yeah. always yeah. like dead and all the kids are just like Whoa, yeah. vinyl! Yeah. It's just like, um, yeah, we've been there and yeah. done that, you know. I'm waiting for VHS to come back. <laughs> so am I. Yeah, I've got a full of it. You're only waiting for VHS to come back, so you'll say, "See, that's why I kept the that's video recorder in exactly. the uh, garage for all yeah. these years." Yeah. So yeah, get, getting back to the kind of whole social media and PR sort of thing. Yeah. This appears to be obviously quite key to success of modern breweries. There's not really many breweries out there now that aren't engaging no. with this kind of stuff, or if they are they're probably super traditional and maybe they feel they don't need to but do you think that it, it, it's a vital part then i guess of of every brewery should have some kind of that kind of communication channel i think for any business now i think mm. you have to i think mm. gone are the days of watching terrestrial tv and sitting through the adverts and watching them all and and then and then you watch the next part of your show like everything's netflix or on catch-up and so you don't yeah. watch yeah. adverts there yeah, yeah. um and, and you fast forward through the adverts on sky yeah exactly but then there. i actually think advertising is changing i don't think mm. it's about doing proper polished adverts with um Silip bang and what was his name i can't remember his name <laughs> barry, now, barry, but, scott. Oh, barry scott yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got, i think although he's probably still knocking around in all honesty but like i think that sort of thing's gone as well and so um the big thing for me is when I came in and the big reason I kind of wanted to join the business was like, I don't want us to be a brewery that's just constantly pushing product like people will know about our product anyway where you know we can keep pushing it and pushing it showing it down people's throats and people will go yeah we've had enough guys mm. the this, the thing I've really noticed and, and I noticed this before I joined the business and which is why I thought I could offer something was that I'd really I really when I got into the craft beer scene particularly out in Australia I was following a lot of these breweries on social media because I wanted to see the stories I wanted to yeah. kind of get to know the characters mm. that were brewing that beer and I, was lo- I loved going to the beer festivals and you meet one of the brewers and you're like, oh, I know about this guy on social yeah, media. Like, yeah. And you start talking to him and you're like, yeah, I feel like I already know this guy. And he says to me, you've got to try this beer. And I'm like, well, I believe you because you've yeah. told me and I realize, I feel like I know you. Yeah. Um, and then I think uh, as a consumer, as particularly... I think the way the culture is going in general across all industries, I think we all, we, everyone's becoming closer to one another in terms of communities. I think the communities are getting smaller again. I think people want to gravitating towards local businesses and mm. get and wanting to build relationships with their their butcher or their brewer or whatever mm. it might be. And I think um, a big part of that for me is okay whilst we're growing and some people might view us as quite a big brewery these days and I suppose in some ways we are we're certainly mm. bigger than, than a lot of the smaller breweries in, in the area um, we're still very much a local brewery and we're still not you know we're not national we're, we're not far off but we're not national mm. and we're certainly not international we're not macro let's put it that way yeah. um, we're still a community brewery that wants to support community things it's a massive part of what we do and I was like well we need to get people on our level we need people to feel like they know who we are I want I want to try and get that across so it's about telling stories as much yeah, as anything yeah. else and 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 obviously being a photographer as well I thought okay I can hopefully try and capture some of this through some nice emotive photography it doesn't always have to be perfect photography but it has mm. to feel like it captures the right moments and the right feelings and social media is the best place to do that um 
things like Instagram now, like everyone's on there almost these days. Um, even my mum. Uh, yeah. except, except for Vicky. Vicky's not. Oh well, you know, if my mum's on there. You have to yeah. get on there, uh, and she is by far Purity's biggest fan. She's the first to like everything. Bless her. Yeah. Um, and you know, things like Twitter. I think you know, Twitter is 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 a strange one. I feel like it's probably declining with the younger generation. But really? yeah, I don't think as many people are on there. It's certainly not growing as fastly as Instagram. Instagram's booming. Yeah. Uh, Facebook is is kind of coming to a standstill. Yeah. I don't think it's really going anywhere. Yeah, Facebook's for old people like um, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, so for me, I, I mean, I personally still use Facebook more just for co- keeping contact with family and yeah. stuff like yeah. that and friends and kind of just seeing what's going on. But Twitter is still a huge, huge tool to use and an opportunity to actually have conversations with people. And I think, yeah. you know, it's quite famous for anyone who's into into beer and knows that beer Twitter is a big yeah, thing and yeah. and it's it can be a very funny place a very um, uh, knowledgeable place and an outright ridiculous place at times yeah. uh, some of the stuff that gets gets branded around on Twitter um, but for me particularly with with some of the things we're involved with like Coventry Wasps and so on it's mm. a great opportunity mm-hmm. to be talking to other people about our beers about Coventry Wasps what's going on because you know, we're a huge we're all huge fans of the rugby down at mm. the brewery as well so um, Twitter's massive for us and and it really is it's, it's our best way of communicating on a day to day basis with that end consumer it's quite easy for us to get lost with just the pubs and, and the bars and, and so on that we're, we're supplying um, and forget about that end consumer. I think it's the best place for us to to remain in contact with those guys and share with them what we're doing, them to share with us what they think of our beer. Um, I think that's yeah, that's something you tend to forget really. That that's a channel that never existed before social media, is it? Absolutely. You know, you know, unless somebody could really be asked to write a letter and post it to the brewery exactly. and say, "I didn't think that your bitter was particularly good this week." No, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. It, you was never going to get any feedback. Disgruntled work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and this oh, is- it was you. Found me out. Yeah, <laughs> I think, and and you know, look at Untapped. Yeah. Now, Untapped is an interesting one, I think, for a brewery because. Anyone can rate anything. Yeah. And it could be your first ever beer. You've never tasted beer before and you think, mm. oh, that's really bitter. I don't like that. Yeah. And so you rate a one star on what yeah. might be the greatest beer ever made by yeah. anyone. You yeah. know, God could have made that himself. And you go, that is horrendous. And one star it. Um, so, but it's important that you're tracking it and you read the feedback because someone might review it and actually give real constructive feedback on mm. a beer that wasn't quite right and you yeah. can instantly address it but specifically if they uh, provide you with with where they drank it as well yeah. because yeah. sometimes it is the way it's managed sometimes it's, it's something we've done you know and it, mm. but it allows you to again communicate because we're able to respond to that if, if yeah. we see a bad review it's all about um, conversation isn't it ex- yeah. that's it it's conversation. the conversation with your your client well not clients with your customers yeah yeah it's all about conversation and like you were saying yeah. earlier about from your point of view just that personal touch and that personal story and i think that's absolutely that's where it's quite good as well this is the thing and i, I usually respond to people like i'm a person yeah i don't ever respond in a company voice really, <laughs> yeah. which which might not always go down well i don't know but I, i've tried i've tried to make i i've i've kind of made that point important to to the business and they've agreed with me that i think I just respond as if I'm talking to a mate on the phone, really, or on yeah. whatever it is, because I think that's I think that's what people want as yeah. well. I don't think they want just like a, what what feels like an automated robot's responded to them saying, 
thank you for your inquiry. I will shall respond or whatever, whatever. You know, yeah. I think uh, I, I kind of try and greet them with their name and have a bit of a chat about it. And like, yeah. Yeah. We do, I, I thank you know, thankfully in the time I've been here, we've I've had nothing but great conversations with people. Um, whether it, they've initially got in touch about an issue they've had, whatever, it's always finished with them being really happy with yeah. with how we've you know, dealt with it. Um, and we're very good at moving quickly on anything that we hear about anyway as a business. So. Um, I, I love it. I think uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's obviously it, without it, h- how do you get these these mm-hmm. stories across? You know, no, and how totally. do you build these relationships with the consumers? Um, yeah. It gets a bad rep, social media, and if you use it too much, it certainly isn't the right place to be. But um, no, you've got to get the balance right. Absolutely, yeah. um, I probably spend more time on it than I'd like, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's an incredible tool for a, for it's, any brewery starting out. It's quite it's quite addictive. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of uh, sort of wrap up this little section, I guess, um, obviously anybody listening, you know, there may be some people thinking, yeah, I kind of want to get into to doing that kind of thing, really. Mm. Um, in terms of anybody wanting to do that, uh, what what would you advise, uh, you know, the particular tech skills needed and, and what's the best kind of advice you could give to somebody wanting to do that? Well, just show heaps and heaps of passion for it I can't I can't yeah. I, because the, I, don't get me wrong there are courses there's there's marketing courses which I don't think are a bad thing if you've got no mm. idea about marketing whatsoever um, I think I've always shown an interest in marketing and I've done a couple of online courses over the years just to give me a bit of an idea because as a photographer I wanted to try and promote myself as much yeah. as anything so yeah. I've always had an idea around it and the same with social media I've, I've had an interest which is why I've I've kind of built up a knowledge. So I'd say make sure, only do it if it's a real passion because social media can be a big weight on your shoulders. It's a 24-7 job. My boss has often told people he's our 24-7 guy because I have to be. I have (laughs) to be. If someone's messaging on a Saturday night at 11 p.m. that there's an issue with a beer I need, and it goes off my phone, I need to be able to respond to that. It's kind of a big part of my job. So I work a lot of hours that, it sounds like it's all fun and games. It does. Mm. It, it requires a serious uh, dedication to it as well. So be yeah. prepared for a lot of dedication. Have fun with it. You need to just have fun with it. Really yeah. enjoy what you're doing. Um, if you don't enjoy it, uh, it's not the right thing to be doing. Um, and the main thing is just always be calm and always try and think about the other person's perspective as well mm. because sometimes you will receive a message that you think oh god I just so want yeah yeah, it's one of those things where you have to kind of like I want to respond this no I need to step away from the keyboard for five minutes you know know. sometimes you read a message and you think okay they've completely got the wrong end of the stick there but actually then so you have to kind of stop for a minute don't respond instantly and say right how are they thinking about this they it might be that the beer tasted terribly in in a venue I'm going to say, can't believe purity beers are this bad, blah, blah, blah. That's luckily not happened. But if it was, I take you for the example, mm. the Rico, the last day mm. of the season, there were quite a few to <laughs> yes. I know you were. I remember we, said, yeah. I remember we discussed yeah. this. Um, I even think one of you may have tweeted about it. Um, yeah, so there, but there was a couple of tweets saying, um, oh, purity ale have run out of beer at the Rico, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, guys. Like, uh, And so instantly we're like, well, the, the customer ordered the beer. We can give as much advice as we like. But it's the last day of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those guys, they Rico have to think how much beer to bring in. Yeah. And they're thinking, are we going to get a full crowd? Are we not going to get a full crowd? They've mm. sold X amount of tickets. We need to order based on those tickets. So they bring in that amount of beer. And we might go, maybe you should consider more. But they might go, not no. that's as much. I wasn't yeah. privy to that conversation. I'm kind yeah. of talking hypothetically here. Um, and so th- there are a lot of tweets going, Purity Ale, um, I've run out of beer at the Rico and we're like, oh, okay. Um, 
that wasn't us. So <laughs> we it. have to then respond. Yeah. So we, we res- I, you know, I responded to each and every single person who had tweeted personally, sort of saying, um, thanks for letting us know. Uh, we are aware of it. We're talking to the Rico about what potentially have happened there. We'll make sure it doesn't happen again. That's all we can do because yeah. in instances like that, it's like, if you would you go into the pub and if the pub ran out of beer, go, oh, the brewery ran out of beer, you would say the pub ran out of no, beer. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, it's, exactly. A, and it's the exact same scenario. Yeah. And I think it's situations like that we go, yeah. sometimes for us as a brewery, we might go, oh, everyone's getting really fired yeah. up about this and it's not us, but you have to go, right, okay, actually, in their respect, they're probably thinking we might but be But I think that's powers. where it's... I suppose that's... For me, I thought it was you guys that were in there at the Rico running that, running those bars, and so I hadn't, I hadn't done that twi- association Absolutely. of, and oh no, it is a venue yeah. that's just got you guys in. Exactly. Same in that respect, they're just like any other pub. They all yeah. a certain amount. Of exactly. Yeah. But no, but exactly. You're, what you've just said there is exactly how probably ninety percent of the people in that yeah. stadium thought. But yeah. Yeah. for us, it, it, and that paints a bad image on us. So, and it's no one's fault. No. It, because if unless you've run or you're on the inside of, of that relationship or you've run at a venue like that, you yeah. wouldn't know, would you no. really? You would just think, it says Purity Bar. Yeah. They're all wearing Purity shirts or whatever. They're yeah. pouring Purity beer. They, they must be part of Purity. No, it's but, easy to assume yeah. that. Yeah. But, it, but it's interesting. I don't think that, I didn't think that with the Heineken guys or the Carlin guys or whoever the, so... So is it that because where local... Is it because you're is local? It, is that where you're, you're building that connection of just like, well... They're a local brewery. It's probably their people in here. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew at the time, knowing, you know, being a beer geek, I'm like, hey, hang on. Last game of the season yeah. is cask beer. Still didn't stop They're you not moaning, gonna be, No, no, no. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> to, to go to the bar and go, oh, no, we've run out. You try the other bar. You go to the other bar further around the corner in the stadium. And go, no, we haven't got any either. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it wasn't. It the, wasn't ideal. Because the alternative good. was Heineken, so yeah. I went with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'd have probably just responded with the Simpsons gif. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's one of those things. But um, thankfully, those situations are few and far between. Yeah. So um, yeah. it's one of those things, and I think we've all learned a lesson from it. Mm. And yeah. We'll be making sure there's plenty of beer <laughs> next season, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, good, stuff. good stuff. But again, danger of cask, of course, is that. Cast doesn't survive and, so long. You know, Absolutely. Exactly. And there was no event for another two weeks or something yeah. until yeah. the Spice Girls. And <laughs> and we know I've been to Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Getting through a lot of Uber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apart from all the reluctant partners that have been dragged along yes. there. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the dads. And, yeah. yeah. And the yeah. husbands. And the, I wasn't, yeah. see, I wasn't going to generalise on the gender then, you see. It's oh, like, me. You know. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I'll, I'll come into the 21st century. <laughs> I think uh, I think we need to get ourselves mm. another beer, don't we? So, yes, because um, we've all drained that Mars Brow very... Um, very well, haven't we? Final was, thoughts on the yeah. Mars Brow, actually. Yeah. Um, loved it. Uh, yeah. So much so that I'm going to be looking for that a lot <laughs> yeah. more now. That surprised me how good that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely superb, isn't it? So uh, It tastes like the smell of a brewery. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's like mashing yeah. in, isn't it? Really? It, was, yeah, it tastes sweetness. like warts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definite thumbs up from all concerned on that one then, yeah? Yeah, so, yeah good massively. Stuff. Excellent. Okay, we've got another beer in our glasses now. Uh, it's a purity beer. It's a purity beer. Um, so, yeah, over to you, Jake. You, you brought this one along. This is a oh. bit of an early uh, advanced release, perhaps, maybe? Um, certainly in Cannes. Um, so, for those who may have been to Beer Central, you would hopefully have tried this one. 
Um, and it actually got its first outing at Taps Fest back in March. Oh, okay. Was it March or April? March, wasn't it? It wasn't mm. March. Um, and it's our New England IPA made with Kavik or Kavik yeast from Norway. Uh, this, the, the Norwegian super yeast, as it's known. Um, we call it Kavik, certainly, um, but there are many... I've heard different pronunciations of yeah. it. It's starting to become popular, isn't it, in, in stuff now? I think it Siren is. has done something with it. Yeah, they yeah. did a they did a suspended in Kavik. That's it, they yeah. Did. Uh, I've seen um, Gypsy Hill doing one as well. Yeah. Uh, and it's a bit special because... So Kavik, I think, the, the reason... I th- I understand as a marketer I understand <laughs> not as a brewer yeah. let's just be yeah. clear about this yeah. uh, it, it brews at a much higher temperature um, mm-hmm. and I believe you can sort of ferment within like half the time that you would oh. normally ferment oh, so, it's, so it's quick acting kind of I yeast I believe then, yeah? so right. I okay. believe so but yeah. um, uh, and if, if any of our brewers are listening they're going to murder me for that <laughs> if I've got that wrong but I believe it does um but the, 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 the crazy thing about this is that, I mean, you tell me what you're smelling and tasting. Mm. I'm getting a, well, it, it almost tastes like it's got some lactose in it. Okay. Really, okay. You know, really thick body, mm. nice and sweet. It's, it's thick bodies. Uh, from what I've heard the Kavit yeast described as, it is uh, a bit like Saison yeast. And it's like sort of, uh, it's almost been described as Norwegian farmhouse yeast. So yeah. you, you're getting a lot of, uh, a little bit of esters off, off the yeast. a little yeast. bit of that, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm oh, getting the... Definitely all the fruit. A load of fruit. Yeah. Yeah, there's fruitiness yeah. there, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a New England IPA. It's, mm. I mean, you can't see through it, which is brilliant. Milk for months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ticks that box. And yeah, the, the, the fruit in, in it, it's, it's mm. packed and packed with, with citrusy, pineapple-y. Yeah. Um, sort of, yeah, not, not, not necessarily guava, but, you know, that sort of smooth sort of um, yeah. fruity... Thing that just coats you. It's uh, it's quite a thick mouthfeel. What's the ABV on this? Uh, Five point eight. Oh, yeah. wow. so it's, it's, right. it's the biggest of the purity range. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're bringing the big ones in. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you what. I'd love to see this on taste this on cask. Mm. Mm. Cask. Can you imagine this on cask? That'd be a that'd be an interesting right. one, wouldn't it? <laughs> right, I'll go back with yeah. that one. Um, yeah. yeah, but any of the traditional pubs, you just get like. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, mate. This is a bit murky. It must <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah. Right, that's true. <laughs> I think you'd have to do it for specialist sort yeah. of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like the old yeah. post office, maybe. Like the old post office, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe for CAS 2019, uh, 2020, the next, yeah. the next one. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, the thing with it is it tastes like it's packed full of hops. Yeah. I mean, absolutely rammed with them. Um, and actually there's like half the hop profile that you would have oh. in like Session IPA for instance really like that. yeah half so the amount of hops it is cheaper <laughs> yeah, yeah it's certainly cheaper to buy in the keg I know that much than, right. than a Session IPA because the, the hop profile is, is considerably less uh, the flavours you're getting the aromas you're getting are all coming from the yeast mm. which is kind of like blowing people's minds yeah, which is why brewers are getting one, yeah. so kind of excited yeah. about it now yeah. Because it is a new yeast that not it's it's been it's, around for a while. I think it's, it's only just new of, to the UK. Yeah, it's yeah. new to the yeah, UK. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody's really heard about it until no. this year. Really, and there's have they? hundreds of different strands of Kavik yeast. So I can't mm. remember the name of the one that we've got. Um, again, Ben the brewer will murder me for not for not remembering. <laughs> but um, 
with a Loki. We've got the Loki yeast, uh, uh, strain okay. of the yeast, Loki strain. Right. But there's loads of different strains, right? And and they all they can all be traced back to the original farmers of each yeast, which is oh, just wow. mental. So we can actually right. go back and trace the the name and the story of that particular farmer. It's it's mm. incredible. Um, but so I think the fear is there's going that over the next couple of years we're going to see this everywhere and that brewers are going to potentially use it as a way of cutting corners because we can now brew this at a higher temperature and, and potentially ferment much quicker and turn around less much faster less yeah. hops all this kind of business quicker now, and cheaper to make exactly yeah. so we've done quite a few batches of it to make sure what we're doing is actually just creating an absolutely brilliant tasting beer mm. with a bit of a story behind it and something that's a bit different um, and but also because obviously the whole thing with, with hops is you're relying on whatever the yield was from the last year so yeah. it's very much that's true that, that can whole, vary yeah. you're relying on yeah. the weather and all of that kind of thing and etc you haven't got that with yeast have you no no as, as, long, long, as, as, as long as we're looking as long after as you it, look after growing it, it yeah. properly yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. 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 as long as you don't let it get too so old like, and let like get too tired like wine the terroir or whatever it's called yeah. it's, it's, you don't need that no. you, mm. the yeast does the the, yeah, the every every word. So yeah. Suddenly, it's, flavor, it's yeah. a bit of a game changer in terms of this for the last it. five years. It's all been about the hops. Yeah. Mm, well, I think this is the thing, and I think yeah. uh, this is where we start to really test our brewers, if you like, because the the thing we've always said on our brewery tours and is that actually. Um, our brewers are actually just yeast farmers, really. Mm. They may be making a bit of porridge over here yeah. and so on, and then the water might all kind of... And then, and then eventually... And then they chuck the yeast in that they've been looking after and growing and making sure it's it's right, and then they put the yeast in, and then the yeast brews a bit, yeah. doesn't it? So yeah. it's... Um, yeah, they don't do anything. They don't do anything, <laughs> those brewers. Yeah, well, they do all the hard work, but really, it's just yeah. not selling for them, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no, but it's 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 just it's something different, very different to anything we've kind of produced really as well. And, mm. and again, I think it's um, that's excellent. I it's think. it's bringing us into a marketplace that maybe we haven't been put in before again yeah. as well. Session IPA maybe did open those doors, and I think yeah. we're now this throwing this in there as well. And mm. and it's 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 maybe making people think, oh, okay, purity don't just do the kind mm. of old school beers that you know the yeah. traditional ales that we've we thought they did. They're actually kind of creating these. I think it gives you, really a, you know, if you walked into a pub and there was a cask of Ubu Purity Gold or whatever on on, and then there was a Longhorn and a and a Kavik, mm. you got the full breadth of yeah. you know old. That's right. There's something for everybody old, there. Then yeah, yeah. intermediate, yeah. and then and then the new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I certainly wouldn't object to seeing this on a few taps uh, in Warwick or Leamington. No. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, definitely. Yeah. We're only Good saying stuff. that because you're on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wait till you see our untapped skills. No, no, no. You were very, very convincing, so I'm okay with it. Um, okay, so uh, we move on to our feature beer of the month. Oh. Beer of the month. Uh, so basically, we talk about what's the best thing that everybody's drunk in the last month. Um, Vicky, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I like the fact that on here you've got only one choice. It's like so it was starting off. Okay, I was really struggling with um, with with that. It was just going to be um, I. So I have got potentially three choices, but I did pick one. So it was a choice between Open House, which was by Pressure Drop, which is five point five point two percent, and that was initially going to be the beer of the month. And suddenly I had easy answers by Burning Sky. And it's like, ooh, that might be a topic. No, finally, last day of the month, 
I had a um, Time of Magic by Elusive Brew, which was a fruited sour. It was only 3.7%, but it was perfect for the uh, summer's day that I had it on. And Time and place. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a... Yeah, I don't want to take too much away from the brewery, but I think there was definitely a little bit Mm. of time and place as well with that one, so... That was yeah. the one you had in the apothecary tap in Banbury, yes. wasn't it? Our yes. first visit to that place. Ooh, I wonder more, what, yeah. I wonder more of which to come like. later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's a good one. So Elusive Brew, yeah, that's uh, pretty much a one-man band, Andy Parker, down in the Finchamstead, Reading-ish kind of area. So good, good result on that. Um, yeah, mine was uh, slightly um, predictable in terms of uh, it's like untapped scores you know untapped scores the best beers are always like the biggest ones um, Beer Central which we'll come to in a minute uh, there was Th- Thornbridge were there and they were cracking open some bottles of Necessary Evil their 13% barrel aged impy stout you're welcome by the way yeah <laughs> thanks for the heads up on that because he did do it half an hour early <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and I saw, him, I saw a crowd around him and I thought oh he must be opening it Text everyone. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, thanks for the heads up. Uh, that that was pretty much everything you'd expect in a thirteen percent barrel aged impy stout. Loads of barrel, loads of bourbon. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, and it, it was pretty amazing. And it's it's pretty hard for anything else to have come close to that in the last month. So that's that's my choice, definitely. Um, Jake, you have anything interesting to drink over the last month? Yeah, one that maybe not many of this way have managed to try. Um, there's a bit of a story behind it, which I think they will. I'll share with you a little later maybe mm. but um, there was a New England IPA by a brewery in uh, was it near St Agnes it was um, Perrinporth um, called Black Flag brewery. oh yeah yeah I've been you, there you've been there yeah. so well, well well it was I, I did go there um, but they were moving so they've just moved yeah, right, yeah, that's yeah okay. there's a story with it but um, but anyway they, they've done a New England IPA called um, Frog Brothers Okay. Which was absolutely fantastic. For a brewery of that size to be producing a beer like that, yeah. it was just, it was just, it was delicious. Just creamy, full of tropical fruit. Yeah. Uh, we've still got a can in the fridge that we're just saving for that right moment because yeah. we, it's, we, it's not easy to get hold of up here. So <laughs> no. we're, like, we're just waiting for the right moment to have yeah. one. Uh, it was just absolutely delicious. Um, and I think, you know, as I said, how we kind of stumbled across them was quite entertaining. But I think that kind of helped with, with how good that beer was. But yeah. it, was a, it was a real, real dream of a beer. Yeah. Excellent. Lovely. Excellent. Um, Dave, what are you had? Well, lots. But yeah. <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the best ones was um, 11th Hour from Mobberley. It was a 10% Imperial Milk Stout. Uh, all the dark fruit, toffee, yep. coffee. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, and I looked across it um, by um, I was sat in a very boring meeting in Manchester. Yeah, and I was looking for somewhere to go on the way home, and I found a I found Mobberley Brewery, mm-hmm. which is about five miles from where I was. Yeah, so I drove down there, and they've got a really excellent tap room, and the shop is really good as well. And they had I don't know fifteen different beers in cans. Yeah, so, oh, I'll have one of each. Yeah, and uh, and brought them all home, and I've still got a couple left. But the uh, the the Imperial Milk Stout was excellent, absolutely excellent. And I'm 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 on it, on it, Paul from Warwick Real Ale to try and get some down there, down, <laughs> yeah. down there as well because they are brilliant beers. Yeah, because oh. we've not seen any of those round no, here. Have no, no, so, I think they're... I've heard the name, but not seen any of their stuff. So I'll keep an eye out. And the can art is really you know <coughs> impressive, so it it will look good on a shelf as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, but yeah, there was like you, Vicky. There could have been. 
millions. Many. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the some of the beers from from Beer Central were, were excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, which we'll come on to later. Indeed. Uh, right, hoppy excursions. Um, I'm sure we've all been about over the last few weeks uh, drinking and going checking out maybe some new places and drinking some good beer. Um, so I think if uh, should we. Should we uh, kick off on this one? Yeah. Um, so where did we go recently? So, yeah, we haven't done too much, but then on that, um, what was it, a couple of weeks ago on that hottest Saturday of the year, this we is ended very up going cruel, to Simon, Banbury and, uh, yeah, ended up going to the apoth- Apothecary. This is why See, that's cruel. why you were this cruel. Yeah. cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been all right before the he 10%. Knew, he knew you were going <laughs> to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> where, where was it we went again? <laughs> <laughs> the apothecary tap in Banbury. <laughs> okay, so so, uh, so it was that classic. Now we've got let, that over with. Yeah, over. it was yeah, that classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go and do some shopping in Banbury. Oh, and we'll just stop in here for a half. Um, two hours later, you know, usual. And you know, he was never stopping for a no, half. Exactly. Of course not. But mm. that's where I ended up having that time of magic by Elusive Brew. It was, as I said, it was a 3.7. It was a fruit sour. Oh, my God, that was that was really good. Refreshing. I then ended up yeah. having a um, uh, a tonic, I think it was called, um, which I can't find now to... I was all lined up and ready. Oh, oh. there we go. Tonic by McColl's Brewery, which is a... Um, uh, McColl's, oh, the chain of uh, off-lances. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was thinking yeah, news agents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, news agents. That's brewing, yeah. But, uh, no, they were um, Northern Ireland. I, I didn't check out I too much about them, actually, but no. that was like a, a gin and tonic-inspired uh, beer, yeah? Yeah, gin and tonic, uh, Imperial, um, uh, Indian Pale Lager. Um, that was really good as well. And, um, yeah, no, it was just a really nice place. It was very you know, small... Um, very informal, but uh, yeah, I mean, effectively, really... it's it's a micro pub, uh, but not micro pub in the pretty much Kent type definition of, you know, a dozen casks all served on gravity. It's it's a small place. It, it, it used to be a shop by the look of it. Um, they've got six keg lines on, uh, and a box cider for people who like cider. Um, big selection of cans in the fridge uh, it's run by a couple called Rob and Karen Rob was in there that day we had a long chat with him uh, absolutely knows his beer and he's fiercely independent yeah. in who he gets as suppliers and stuff like that really uh, interesting he only sold the stuff regardless of strength he only sold it in thirds or, or halves that's right no don't go pints. in there asking for a pint because you yeah. won't get one thirds Which... and halves but we're, he, we're we're craft enthusiasts. We don't yeah, exactly. we don't have pints. No, 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 no. for us but, it's fine. But, but you know, this is Banbury. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, had yeah, to educate uh, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was saying he get he did, he has had some people in before now like um, that are kind of get well. I want a pint of that. It's like, well, you can't because I only sell it in half. So well, you can have two halves. Yeah. Then. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you're going to be awkward, if you yeah. really want one, that's fine. Yeah. So, but I want it in a pint. Yeah. Well, you can't. So <laughs> go to the reindeer down the road or whatever, you know. Yeah, so. I, I, a really nice place. Uh, as I say, um, Rob, super knowledgeable about beer. And um, when we went in there, uh, we'd got a couple of elusive brew uh, taps on, uh, beers from Buxton, Wild Weather, and then Castle Rock and Emperor's Brewery. Emperor's? Uh, Emperor's, yeah. yeah. You know oh, about Emperor's, yes. don't you? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know Damien Doherty, uh, the, the guy who brews pretty much exclusively impy stouts in 
tiny amounts. I'd done a collab with Castle Rock from Nottingham. Uh, so this 12.5% beast of a beer was on tap there. So that's the kind of thing that they get in occasionally. Just while we're on Emperor's Day, I've done a couple of collaborations and I've got two releases coming out. Yeah. Uh, may have been yesterday. Um, but uh, one's called Layer Cake. Mm-hmm. And I, can't, I think some, I can't remember what the other one's called. But it, they are 12, 13, 14% fruited, uh, barrel aged. Uh, it normally yeah. does about, sort of batches about 50 bottles or something, is it? It's tiny. That's isn't what it? gets to the market, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they usually sell on um, on Optimism, uh, an online right. bottle shop. They right. usually sell on there in about two minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a real kind of beer nerd's kind of favourite brewery in in a way. Well, so, he's, he's only, he's, it's not his job. No, it's a sideline, This isn't is it? his sideline. He does it at the weekends. And, yeah. And, wow. Yeah, and they are immense. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, was a, this was a big old beer. The one was. I had from him was Princess Slayer, which they mm-hmm. did with Black Iris, mm-hmm. which I think we'll hear about a bit about later. Mm. Um, but uh, I had that on in my advent calendar, but yeah. my beer advent calendar. Yeah. Um, and that was... Christmas Eve, and yep. it, it poured like motor oil. Yeah, <laughs> so Christmas Day was a write-off for you then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tasted fantastic. So yeah, the, you know they they get little things like that on. I think it's a real boost to the Banbury beer scene, which is pretty much fully traditional. Yeah. Apart from, I think we mentioned it before, and haven't been there. There's a place called the Bailiff's Tap, which is another micro pub. Apparently, a couple of keg lines on there. Um, but yeah, it's, what in Banbury? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You know, for anybody who happens to be getting off a train on the Chilton line at Banbury, go and check them out. They're in the centre of town. They're in Church Lane um, in the centre of town, and it's definitely worth checking out. Um, And then the other place that we went to recently, we had a few days away in Margate, that famous... Jolly Woods out in. (laughs) Seaside resort. Um, Come on, you're bigging it up here. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Yeah, we went to a place called the Night Swift, which used to be the bottle shop. So everybody knows about the bottle shop situation. They had the place in Bermondsey. Rest in peace. Yeah. uh, They had the great shop there and the whole distribution business, which went down the toilet. Long story. The people that ran the Margate branch basically bought it out and they've reopened as the Night Swift. It's a cracking little bar. It's about the only place in Margate that serves crafty type beer if you want to use that expression um i've got about eight taps on uh we went in there a couple of nights didn't we yeah and uh, spoke to charlotte who who pretty much runs the place and um yeah really super knowledgeable um they'd got a mixture of things like lost and grounded keller pills on they had a dugas 12 and a half percent beer on as well which mm. is pretty damn niche for a place that is a sort of seaside town selling macro lager in the, for the most part so, you know, it's one of those things, if, if anybody finds himself stranded in Margate, <sighs> seek out the Night Swift. Because yeah. it's... it's and, and the great thing is it's on the seafront as well. So, oh, you know, you can sit yeah. there with your pint of Keller Pills watching the sunset and it is spot on, isn't it? Yeah. You do know you've said nice. Keller Pills four or five times now. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I, Charles will be listening to this. We've got a sponsorship deal with Lost and Grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, We're all about the lager now. Caterpillars yeah. for life. <laughs> Caterpillars for life, hashtag, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we've been up to. Uh, Jake, you've been down to Cornwall recently? Yeah, so um, a couple of weeks ago, 
we took a long weekend down in Cornwall. I knew I had a lot of festivals coming up, so I thought, all right, let's get away and just have a couple of days away mm. by the sea. Uh, missed it from my days in Australia, where you just took it for granted. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so spent a bit of time around Falmouth. So visited Vedant's seafood restaurant, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Pricey for the food, very, very pricey, but, you know, it's... Uh, kind of take it you're on holiday don't matter absolutely exactly <laughs> money is no object when you're on holiday right so um, yeah. it reminded me a lot of if you've ever been to uh, the Macalabar in, in Copenhagen or probably any of their other ones around the mm. world to be honest um, it was sort of downstairs into almost like a basement bar mm. um, very very nice simple decor very chilled out vibe all their best beers are on tap and then some incredible seafood um Absolutely loved it. Um, some other really cool places around there as well. Um, I think it was Beer Wolf, I think, is one of we them. We did yeah, Beer Wolf, with yeah. the books all yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and hand Bar? Hand Bar, thank you. That was the other yeah. one I was going to say. A great selection of craft and Hand Bar yeah. uh, inside like a nice little courtyard as well, which we got to sit outside and kind of catch the last few minutes of sunshine before the, sh- the shade came over. But <laughs> um, yeah, so really enjoyed Falmouth. Um, and then uh, we went up to Padstow as well, and we, we popped into the Padstow tasting uh, room as well, in, right in the centre of, of, of the town. It's a lovely, the lovely space that is. Lovely, really. Can kind of take... upstairs and we didn't actually go upstairs; we sat downstairs. But it, it kind of taken on that kind of Melbourne coffee shop vibe. Very mm. white, clean, lots of nice plants everywhere. Just a really nice, chilled out vibe in there. Uh, we had a bit of a t- we had a tasting paddle in there and, and tasted a few of their beers. Um, some really good quality stuff, some really nice stuff there. They did a small beer, which is like two and a half, eight, uh, two and a half percent or two point eight, something like that, which was which was very nice. And yeah. a kiwi and lime IPA or something, which was a bit tart for my liking, mm. but it wasn't too bad. Um, did you have the um, what's the? There's an IPA they've made with or a New England IPA with all English hops. I can't oh, remember no, what I didn't it's called. That one, I, think. I bought a can of it back from. From the I can't I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. No, but it's, it, I like what they're doing oh, yeah, down there. Yeah. They, they you know they seem like cool guys as well. So this is Padstow Brewery, yeah. That was Padstow, Padstow Brewery, 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 yeah. Brewery. Yeah, 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 I think um, I think they've had some of their beers on in Clink. Yes, um, well they did a collab with Dig Brew not so long ago. Ah right, yes, yes. yeah. Right. So they've kind of got yes. a slight connection to the Midlands. Can you remember yeah. we had the bottle share? I don't know whether you were there and uh, our friends Phil and Shelley went. Oh, we've got so we bought some beer from uh, from Cornwall. Right, something we're not going to have He's before. expecting Doombar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what we're expecting, Proper but they, job. They, they pulled it out of the bag, and it, it's from it's from Birmingham. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. Oh, it was yes. a Digbrew yes. one yes. that they thing. did, yeah, yeah. But no, the the highlight of Cornwall for me was um, the night we got there. We got down quite late. It took it was like an eight hour journey down because mm. the M five was just gridlock around Bristol. There's been an accident or something, oh. so it took us a long time to get down there. Probably the hottest day of the year. Yeah. Um, so we got there quite late, and uh, we had an air. Airbnb, which is in this, this sort of farm setting with like a little shepherd's hut, which was lovely, idyllic. And we were chatting away with the owner and he sort of said, look, if we, we were like, how do we get to the beach from here? Which was uh, Perrinporth Beach. And he sort of said, uh, you just kind of head through that field, across that field, by the horses, through the woods, over the bridge, and out your pop up. And <laughs> yeah. we're like, yeah, 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 we've got, yeah, okay, yeah, we follow all of that. So we kind of, yeah. we, we started heading off and kind of got lost and got went found some woods and we followed a stream. We thought, if you follow the stream, it'll take you to sea, surely. So and then you bumped into that. Bear Grylls. And yeah. we bumped into Bear Grylls, yeah. drinking his own urine, sort yeah. of thing, you know, and um, just to survive. <laughs> and, uh, only a third or a half, though. Only a third, yeah. yeah. And then, Crafty um, urine, yeah. We sort of, and as, as we kind of popped out into this little village, we're walking along, we're like, ah, oh, it must be this way. We saw a signpost of Paranforth, we're walking away, but we just... 
we heard this kind of noise and kind of commotion happening, a bit of music, and we're like, what the hell's that? So we kind of looked over uh, this hedge, and I couldn't believe it when I just suddenly see this brewery badge there, and it says Black Flag Brewery, and I'd never heard of them before. We're like, no, what are the chances of this? So we kind of head over yeah. and get chatting with um, one of the chaps who runs it, and he said, oh, yeah, no, this is the second night since we've moved to our new site. We've been going for about six or seven years, apparently, mm. this old site, and this is we've just opened our own tap room. And this is the second night of it. And we're like, what are the chances? Yeah. <laughs> or we've just gone on this ridiculous adventure, which I haven't added. We had to, at one point, sort of sw- trapeze swing from yeah. vines on trees because the road was flooded. Yeah. Um, and we had our best shoes on, of course. Yeah. So we're kind of swinging, like climbing. We've got a great photo of it where we're kind of hanging on for dear life onto these trees trying to swing across uh, yes. this muddy water. So we've kind of gone on this crazy adventure. And we just stumbled across a brewery with a tap room. I was like, this is incredible. That's crazy. And that's, <laughs> crazy. Where, that's where I discovered my beer of the month, which was that Frog Brothers, which was yeah. absolutely delicious. And actually, we tried two or three others of theirs as well. And they're all very, very good standard for, for what was quite a, still quite a small brewery. Yeah. Uh, and it's very much a family-run thing. Um, and it was a really nice vibe in there. So if you're ever heading down to Cornwall, make sure you check them out. Try because I think they're opening their tap room Thursdays to Sundays. Um, and yeah just a really nice chilled out vibe two minute walk to the beach um, and some incredible beer coming out of those guys so I'm uh, very very impressed with them and keeping an eye out for them over the future hopefully they, yeah. they can get their beer yeah. up so did you carry on to the beach after you we did manage to yeah. we managed to make the beach after a few more beers so we yeah. may have zigzagged our way there but we got yeah. there yeah absolutely and we made sunset thankfully which was just, nice. uh, just to get a fix on it geographically then so Perrinporth, how, how is that north near Falmouth? Is that the north, north coast? coast? It's south yeah, it's of uh, north, yeah. Padstow, isn't it? Yeah, so it's just, ah, it's, okay. yeah, it's, it's about half an hour, 40 minutes south of Padstow, maybe 20 minutes north of St Agnes Way. Right, um, yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, on that north kind of west coast, just looking out over the sunset, uh, well, the sea sets over the, the sun, yeah. sun sets over the sea, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I don't know if you remember, they had them in uh, cans in Warwick Vale. Amazing. There you go. Uh, so we'll have to ask Sean where he got them from. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah no, cool. that's how I knew about them. And then then when I went down a fair few months ago, they were packing up the brewery to move. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, well, he was a nice fellow. I met him, I said, can I have a couple of cans? And uh, he didn't have any change, so I got I got two decent cans of IPA for about a quid. Yeah, <laughs> what a win! Fantastic! Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was my beer cool. of the month. That month. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. Yeah. Nice one, nice one. So, Dave, what what have you been up to? Well, since the last recording, I, I, when when I saw the show notes, I was thinking, crap, have, have I done anything? Have, have I been anywhere? And yes, I have. I went to Belgium. So, uh, <laughs> oh, so no, uh, Mecca of yeah. beer, and uh, yeah, no, we um, we went on a family holiday to Holland and Belgium and France. Uh, in the car, made sure I went to a uh, a very nice beer warehouse, although it shut at twelve for lunch, and we arrived at ten to twelve. So I did a bit of a super trolley dash, suite. yeah, <laughs> the best Dale Winton uh, um, yeah. impression, and, and ran around and filled filled a, a couple of uh, trolleys up. Um, and then uh, we stopped in central Brussels. We've got some friends who live just outside of Brussels, so we went to spend some time with them. But the first night we were there, I, uh, I, got, uh, I got a pass to go out on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife dropped me at Cantillon. As uh, you do. As you do. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, uh, I went in there just as they were shutting the tap room. Ah. 
So we got some beers, put them in the car, and then drove down the road a little bit and went to Brasserie Lermitage. Now, that's only open on a Friday. Uh, and it was the head brewer's birthday, so they just released a dipper for his birthday, brewed with someone else. So we had uh, there was about, I don't know, 15 or so different beers on. Really, really good. I had a tasting sort of panel in there. And then my wife took the kids away and went back to the hotel. And I walked from there to Modalambic. Oh, we like Modalambic. And yeah. Modalambic, oh my God. Um, they had Creek and um, Cantillon on cask. Yeah, we, they did when we was it in was there. Yeah, mental. Yeah, absolutely mental. Beautiful, beautiful beer. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, sat inside for a bit because the shade wasn't right outside. I was going to get burnt to yeah. crisp. So when the shade came around, I went and sat outside for a while, and and, and then tried uh, tried to get into Pop and Keller on mm-hmm. the on the way back. Uh, couldn't get in. Every seat was inside and out was taken. Uh, so found a nice bar called Gist at the top of the hill. Uh, sat out there, had a nice bit of food, a few bottles. I had a Black Albert. Oh, Black Albert. 13% Imperial Stout. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Uh, and then from there, I walked it down to the brew dog near the station. Uh-huh. And uh, had a few beers in there, got mm. chatting to the barman, um, read a book. Great. And then got a new bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. A good, a good experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, excellent day out. Um, there's so much more to explore around there, um, and uh, hopefully, you never know, we might go on a bit of a road trip and mm-hmm. uh, and go and see it. But uh, yeah, that been to Bristol, like you guys did, uh, and then yesterday in Birmingham, there was a, a Kings County Brewers Collective from Brooklyn. They had a tap takeover on Friday uh, in Tilt, and uh, they still had five beers left. Uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday morning pretty big beers yeah they ranged from four and a half six and a half seven and a half eight nine ten I think something like that okay uh, finished on the um, imperial stout which was amazing if not a little thin uh, but uh, yeah for a big beer like that like the one we, we had at the start yeah I kind of expect it to be a bit sort of pillowy and, and, mm. and really smooth but it was a felt a little thin so if we'd have been pl- if we'd have been mystery beering that one we wouldn't have guessed at 10% well you wouldn't have got the brewery for a start yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but ABV <laughs> we'd have been like oh yeah this yeah, is only 7% ABV, or something you, yeah. you might have um, misread it as, as the big drop one yeah. or something like that <laughs> wow <laughs> it, it, it yeah. didn't feel that, that, that way but yeah. you know they were all really nice Mm. Uh, even though I'm really slating one of them but <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, they were good they were good they were good and uh, yeah that's uh that's my hobby excursions, really. Excellent, yeah. excellent. I think it's about time we got a refill on some beer, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, final thoughts on the uh, Purity Kvik? No, it's, it's all gone. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, so it does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, really aromatic. And mm. uh, so, yeah, just to kind of uh, recap on this then, is, is this liable to be something that's turning up so, in keg? Yeah, form? initially it was... A um, hundred barrels or so have been mm-hmm. have been put together, and they sold out incredibly quickly. I think we had about seventy percent of it pre-ordered before it even oh, came out. Okay. So, um, very very, uh, we've got a lot of very loyal customers who were desperate to get their hands on it, um, yeah. which is great. Uh, it's going to be back again. Yeah, I assume we're going to be brewing it pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and I think the long-term plan is to get it into cans as you've tried today. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that it's available in all your all your favourite bottle shops, yeah. a bit like Session IPA has become yeah. and Hellas yeah. has become. Yeah. So, um, 
I think that's the long-term goal, uh, but I expect another batch will be brewed very soon, given given the response we've had to it initially. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's become very very popular with with a lot of our sort of loyal drinkers, and mm-hmm. and certainly the guys within the business is probably the most excited we've been about a beer for a very long yeah. time. So okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's 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 all good. So it's so the, the brainchild of our youngest brewer and the marketing executive. That's you? not me, no. no, no. So, ben, Ben's our youngest brewer. Okay. Uh, he came up with the Session IPA, um, and he's often the man on our pilot kit, kind of experimenting, if you like. He's got lots of great creative ideas. He was also behind Lemonade Stand, which if anyone oh, okay, tried to cool. Central. But um, he, yeah, this is his baby, along with uh, another colleague of mine who is Alex Cosgrove, if anyone mm-hmm. ever you know, has met him. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm glad they did come up with it. Mm. Yeah. I'm certainly enjoying it. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah it's, good. Think, uh, it's good. Yeah, because like I, I think earlier, I think if it on cast, that'd be immense. But yeah, then it needs to be a specialist event. I don't think you'd get that. Yeah. I like, I don't but think like fly off the shelf and It's not until people have actually no. knew what it was. And, but in yeah. cans, I think, yeah, against all the you know, think of our Warwick Real Ale in their fridges. Mm have this and um, the Session IPA I think that stands and the Heathers yeah Yeah. it's got that same similar branding as well which doesn't strike you as purity at the first instance you have to pick it up to see the branding yeah Um, so I think you know it it, it, sits nicely sits quite nicely in with those fridges for Mm. without Sound, if that's, that doesn't sound too rude but. no no not at all no not at all no I think oh, um, so uh, I think a thumbs up yeah. a thumbs up for that yeah, one for sure so. that's a good yeah. excellent yeah, yeah right. no, I'm liking this okay we got another beer in our glass now um, this is uh, a beer picked by Vicky yeah. what, what have we got here so this Jules. is um, Circle of Snakes by uh, Black Iris um, the Nottingham Brewery uh, main reason I chose this is because these are one of the guys that were at um, the Beer Central Festival that we were all at last weekend so I thought keep it on keep it on theme yeah nice um, sessionable 8% uh, dipper Was so uh, yeah exactly we're just like you know so it's like mm. So yeah, what are we what are we getting from this one then? Yeah, it stinks of tropical juice, doesn't it? It's a yeah. bongo again, isn't it? Yeah. Is that? Oh yeah, this is this is massive, isn't it? Yeah, they're really helpful on the can. It was telling us that the ingredients are malted barley, wheat, oats, sugar, hops, yeast, and water. There you go. Thanks, guys. Ah, interesting. Sugar is listed separately, <laughs> oh, though. Yeah. yeah. But do you think it's got a bit of lactose in? No. Well, you'd probably build that as lactose, wouldn't you, rather than separately as sugar. Does it um, say it's vegan friendly or? Uh, no, it doesn't. So. The branding is particularly metal. Yes, I was so going to say nice metal I'm big, um, artwork. I'm a big fan of their artwork. I think it's a designer they know or an illustrator they know. Um, yeah. And I, I only knew of them because of uh, a bottle shop in Bromsgrove called Bailey's at Bromsgrove. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, Good, I've been there. Yeah, a um, couple of couple of brothers the Bailey brothers run the place uh, okay. they're actually just expanding at the moment as well so it's soon to be even bigger but it's an incredibly cool little drinking spot in Bromsgrove if you're ever that way and okay. all of their merch and uh, team clothing if you like is all using the same artist uh, oh, they know the yeah. same guy but it's very like you say very metal yeah. uh, inspired uh, yeah. it's pretty cool it stands out on a shelf doesn't it it, it always does yeah uh, everything they've ever done has been black and white yeah. it's not yeah. even grayscale here this this no. is black and yeah. white yeah uh, but not two tone this, this, this isn't two tone this <laughs> is distinctly this more is. more metal yeah. uh, in, in the way that they're, they're presented um, yeah um, 
really good brewery, got a high reputation. They were at Beer Central, as you say. Um, I didn't try any of their beers at Beer Central, but that's a nice little segue into, oh, Beer Central. Yeah. Let's talk about Beer Central. <laughs> um, so three of us were there as punters and Jake was there as a... Manning Hunter the bar. And Manning of ours. I'd say a bit yeah. of half and so, half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can we can talk about it from kind of two different perspectives, yeah. really, can't we? So uh, yeah. yeah. So the the background to this for anyone that doesn't know, Beer Central is run by We Are Beer, who also run festivals in London, Edinburgh, and Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first time they've come to Birmingham. First time they've come to Birmingham, um, and I think this is probably. Uh, the first time uh, what we'd call an all-in ticket style festival has, has come to the Midlands. Yep. Um, so pretty much for anybody that doesn't know, you know, you pay you pay what initially looks like a fairly hefty ticket price, but once you turn up there, you get your glass and it's uh, 100 mil pours as as much as you want to drink pretty much for, for the length of the session. Uh, so uh, it was down in Digbeth uh, at... Um, 119 Floodgate Street, wasn't it? Which is yep. just just over the road, really, from uh, Custard Factory, which is a, a very much a known landmark of of, of Digbeth. Um, so yeah, we we turned up for the Saturday afternoon session, didn't we? Um, what did we think? Yes. What did we think? I thought it was excellent. Yeah, we arrived. Queue system was pretty good. Yeah, they, uh, they walked through and gave you the the um, uh, little festival bracelety type things and. Uh, and then walk straight in, grab a glass, go to a brewer. Yeah. It was it was really good. We were in there sort of a couple of minutes after opening time. Some of yeah. the ones that we've been to before have, have been a bit of a queue and you you don't get in until half an hour after the start time. So this was really good. And the fact that you could didn't need to bother with buying tokens and, and all that kind of stuff, I thought that was really good. You could just wander up, have one of them, I'll have one of them. We don't know that very much. Every brewer had a, uh, a little bucket in front of their... Um, stall so you, yes. could, you could empty the dregs out of your glass or if you didn't yeah. like the beer that you'd tried you'd dump it away and, and go and get another one um, so yeah no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I managed to uh, get through 26 different wow. uh, beers so uh, you definitely got your money's worth then I tried yeah I tried um, but yeah no there, there, there were some excellent breweries there as well thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I think well, you did have the biggest stand as well. We did. We yeah. did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought it was a good venue. Pretty much split into like two halls and an outdoor seating area. It was a bit of rain, wasn't there? Whilst we were sat outside. Yeah, well, um, I was queuing to for the burgers that I just ordered. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't go and shelter because I was waiting. for I enjoyed them. the fragile nature of the bench that we sat on. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, the collapsing bench. They were a little yeah. rickety, weren't they? Some of the benches. Well, ours, ours broke. Oh, Simon was sat on one end of it, oh. and uh, he tried to fix it, and then it, it was weakened by somebody else. <laughs> I don't know, we, you we swapped now. it with someone else, and we we sort of sat there watching them every every half an hour, so waiting for it to it, collapse. Collapsed. They 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 fixed it and then walked away, and then someone else went to see that. <laughs> yeah. it's a very entertaining afternoon <laughs> yeah. ended up being the sport of the year <laughs> yeah so um, yeah I mean talking about the outside area um, obviously quite a lot of seating out there and that was where the food options were so yep. we had options of Pure Bar had a uh, stall there um, 
original Patty Men, who we must have raved about God knows how many times on this podcast <laughs> before now. The purveyors um, of filth. The purveyors of filth, yeah. The best well, yeah. best yeah. dirty burgers in the Midlands, pretty much. Yeah. And um, Baked in Brick were there as well, doing stuff, uh, burrito-style stuff, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Rather Tikka wrap type things, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Like the yeah. Wrapping. It was yeah. A, a I really enjoyed their, uh, their cooking utensil yep. of a, a mini with a, a barbecue in the engine bay and a pizza oven on top very impressive <laughs> yeah. wasn't it yeah yeah that was pretty cool um, so in fact that day hmm? we, we did a double OPM didn't we we did two double that's OPM. right yeah we came out of the festival and said mm, some, some of us said oh, I'm still a bit hungry um, should we go to Patty Men yeah, I had two burgers that day. I, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, it happens occasionally, and when they're that good... You're only yeah. human. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, we're not talking about patty, man. We're talking about Beer Central. Yeah. We are talking about Beer Central. <laughs> Food is another so, one of <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'd say it's probably about, what, 30 breweries there, something like that. Um, yeah. the, 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 you know, the, the big names there, uh, Cloudwater, uh, Colonel... McKellar. Dayer. Dog. Northern Monk. Yeah, Brewdog. They had Punk IPA on. Did you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I did. They did any of us go to the Brewdog? Yes, sir, I did go. I had AB twenty seven. Ah, you had AB twenty seven. What was AB twenty seven? It was uh, Imperial Stout, uh, coffee and chocolate. I think. Um, but they they also had uh, Mash Mash Ton twenty fifteen. Which is the oh, cloud, mash tag? Uh, mash tag. It's it. the beer that they always brew. It's the, um, the crowd, crowd funded f- beer, so crowd sponsored sort of chosen yeah. beer, and it was a barley wine, which oh, was nice. oh very very nice, lovely. Yeah, hashtag barley wine for life. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there was there was a lot of good breweries there. There was also smaller breweries, um, uh, Mothership, who are quite a uh, interesting brewery. Um, Isn't that the all female? It is, yeah. They're based in London. I tried one of their beers, which was really good. Uh, also, they were Turning Point from just outside York. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a 12% uh, oh, gingerbread stout, stout. Yeah. which was insanely good. Uh, Vault um, City were there from... Scotland. Edinburgh. Vault City were yeah. yeah, they had one of their sours. Um, were they like yeah. a sour specialist kind of brewery? or they just not, I don't know a huge amount about them, they just, but they had yeah. a couple of sours on when I went over. I can't remember which one it was I had... Um, it was. I, I remember walking away very happy. I think it was. I, I'm sure theirs was like a heavy berry. It was very, very, very heavy. Um, yeah. No, I was very impressed actually. Yeah, um, they're quite new to the scene, I think. Um, but yeah, in terms of uh, facilities and stuff like that, they had glass washing stations, which is is a definite good point because there's a lot of festivals don't have. Yeah. Uh, loads of drinking water as well. So if you wanted to just kind of you know, I did some- walk past one person who was complaining about the glass wash stations because they couldn't get a drink out of it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I couldn't okay. help but chuckle to myself as I walked past. Even though there were two oh, great words. big plastic containers yeah. saying drinking water either side. Yeah. You can't please okay. everyone. No, yeah. please don't. Yeah, I bet they wrote a TripAdvisor review afterwards yeah, as well. Right. One star. Can't get a drink. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think um, in terms of uh, what do we think about the all in ticket thing? Because it was certainly my first experience of that. And I probably didn't get the best value for money in terms of. I ended up sitting down and talking to people quite a bit, whereas I, I didn't do that run around and fill my glass as soon as possible sort of thing. And then even when I was walking around, I was like, oh, do I want that? Oh, hang on. I'm quite indecisive. So I was walking around quite a bit with an mm. empty glass. But I still felt that the overall experience justified the entrance price. Mm. Yeah, for me, um, yes, the price was 
was okay for what I had as well. Yeah. Uh, I didn't feel like I was trying to get my money's worth. Um, some of our friends managed to get in for half price, <laughs> yeah. which did stick in your craw a little bit. Yeah. But um, no, it was uh, it, it was it was liberating, I suppose, because you're not then thinking, right, I've got ten tokens, right, I've got to buy, I've got, I've got to yeah. use all them. And then you think, right, well, there's two hours left. Am I going to get? I'm not going to get through another ten, but I can only buy ten. Like, that That's what of... happened to Indie Man for us last yeah. time, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the whole token system and token anxiety, if that is a thing, yeah, no, is out the is. window. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of, I think it was. And I, I, admittedly, I'm talking from someone who was obviously working there as well, but I think it was quite freeing in the sense that you could take a gamble on a beer you weren't 100 percent sure yeah. about, but you wanted to give it a go because you thought it was intrigued you enough. If you had given away one of your tokens for a beer that ended up being too much or not what you wanted it to be, yeah, you'd have probably been quite frustrated with yourself. Yeah, and thought, oh god, I could have, could have used that over there. I almost think I actually spent less time. So what you just described there, Simon, is like you kind of wandered around being a bit quite indecisive. I actually found myself being the complete opposite because of the lack of token system. I was kind of like, you know what, you're kind of free at the mm. moment. I'm going to go over. I've not yeah. spoken to you guys yet. Yeah. I'm just going to get my glass for now yeah. admittedly I was there for three sessions so I kind of had a bit more time than you yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it, I think I think it worked for me um, it's the I, first time I've done a festival like I was that. a bit the same because yeah. initially when it was like okay it's 100 mil pause and, and I had visions of okay I'm going with a bunch of people and I want to sit and chat to them but equally if it's 100 mil pause I'm going to be constantly just waiting in the queue for each brewery to get mm. the next beer but there was never that massive a queue at no, any of them, which was good. And I would just do that. I found I was quite happy just kind of supping. And then once I'd got an empty glass, I'd do that thing of like, okay. And I'd just almost walk past somebody, have a quick look. Oh, that looks interesting. Right, I'll go for that. Because he, again, I knew it was only 100 mil. If I didn't like yeah. it that much, yeah. it was like, okay. Like, like Dave said, I could either pour it in their little... Um, been next to them, which feels a little bit weird yeah, and disrespectful. It, it, it does feel but, slightly or, disrespectful, certainly if it's the brewer well, that's actually yeah. pouring the beer. Or I oh, would no, do you, that. You wouldn't go and have like a hundred mil of, of a kernel beer and then go, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> can, I, yeah. can I have that next one, please? Yeah. You would walk away, obviously. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but, but like you said, it's that whole thing of, you, for me, I knew that it's like, actually, it won't take me that Mm. long to do actually sometimes it did take me longer than I thought it would to drink that much but I think that was because I ended up going for quite a few saisons and sours which aren't exactly easily drinkable not smashable yeah no no, exactly (laughs) so I think uh, the the, the one downside I would say from from what we've just discussed there the, the kind of flip side of it is I did overhear one chap queuing up for a particular beer I can't remember what the beer was but he openly said I don't really want this beer, but I want it for my untapped ratings. Oh, and he bought yeah, it, yeah. instantly yeah. tried it, went, nah, I didn't think I'd like it, and poured yeah. it away, and then rated it on untapped. And I thought, mm. no, that there is the exact opposite of what this should be about. Like, yeah. totally. there's someone there going, yeah, yeah. it'd be good for my untapped ratings to have one of their beers. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get it, even though I know I won't really like it. And I yeah. thought... No, I think if you're having a beer on untapped, you don't like the style, say, or something like that, Check it in, but don't rate it. No, precisely. You precisely. Know, I think there's it's no a, point in giving it a one just because you don't like it. Exactly. Mm. Well, that comes back to what if we were saying earlier badly, about untapped and. Then yes. Do you yeah. think we need to do an untapped episode in the future? Mm. We do keep going on about there yeah. Might be how a thing sh- in that. how yeah. should untapped be Maybe used and how uh, do we use get untapped? That Canadian fellow that rang the shop. 
<laughs> Calling us all alcoholics. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I I thoroughly enjoyed the festival. I hope it comes back next year. I had a quick chat with Greg, who who is part of We Are Beer, and he seemed to imply that it was almost certain that they would be back next year. Uh, I think he's obviously he's got a bit of a connection to the area because he grew up in Leamington. He grew up in Leamington, yeah. Yeah, and um, so I, I think it's looking good for a return next year. I would definitely go back. Yeah, um, Really enjoyed it. Um, negative aspects. I The only thing I could think of was, uh, and this is probably just me showing my age, but the, when the DJ set was playing, it was quite loud and full on yeah but it was in a separate room and there was the outdoors bit oh, yeah. that's why I thought if so it, where we were we were in the other room yeah and I actually we all commented that I'm kind of glad that it's not too loud for in here yeah. because being at Taps Fest the, when the music's on it's so loud that no matter where you are in that room because it's quite a small room at Taps if you went to Taps I I've never been to Taps Taps actually, was quite yeah. a considerably smaller room right very well run festival I thought but considerably yeah. small and when the music's on it's so loud mm. that you can't talk to anyone or hear yeah. anyone right, whereas right. I thought at least with this one if you want one of the breweries in that room with the DJ go in there grab your beer come out go outside or come into yeah. the other room yeah there's space to get away from it, it. certainly yeah. was and it, it wasn't overcrowded at all which was nice no. again like yeah. I said exactly. there's plenty of space for everyone yeah. so um, I think it's the thing with beer isn't it well for me, it's the community bit of it. And yeah, the, yeah. The, the talk to your friends. Absolutely. And, and you, you can't do that if you if the music's too. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, it's getting a balancing act really. I mean, um, I love live music. We go to loads of gigs, but when I'm at a gig, the gig is first and foremost. And yeah. if you end up drinking crap beer, then so be it. But I'm there for the gig. When I'm at a beer festival, I'm there, like you said, Dave, to talk to other people yeah. and to drink good beer. And, uh, and having music is good, but it needs to be at that right level, doesn't it? Yeah, you've got to get the balance. Create the atmosphere. Don't you? Yeah. So you weren't big fans of the uh, hip-hop karaoke then? Or? Not really my cup of tea. <laughs> no. Okay. No, well, yeah. no, Josh from uh, um, from Neon Raptor doing, the, uh, doing a rap was quite fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was, there, was, there was actually some... Consider some some pretty impressive performances yeah, in there, yeah. uh, but aside some pretty terrible ones. There yeah. was no Alex from Glastonbury, though, was there? <laughs> no, <laughs> with, with his uh, Dave, wasn't Dave was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I had a I had a great afternoon, despite having to sit next to Shandy, uh, <laughs> Shandy Bolton, and um, and him trying to novel me as well. <laughs> so we we did. Uh, right, I'll go and get these. You know, don't worry, I'll buy these ones for you. We wandered off and then I bought him a surprise and then he, he went off and bought me whatever he could find that was double digits yeah. ABV and yeah. then I'd go and buy him a surprise and then he bought me another double digits <laughs> ABV. So yeah, he was trying to novel me, but um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was an entertaining right. afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And how was it from a doing the pouring point of view? You no, know so? it was a really, really good experience. I said, I think it's one of my favourite parts of the job when you work 90% of the time behind your desk um, to when you're actually pouring the beers and giving them to people and you actually get genuine reactions it's you're getting face to face feedback aren't you? I've yeah. always said one of my favourite jobs I've ever had was working in a pub yeah. probably the washing bit aside and there was no washing involved in this <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's true. it was simply just pouring pints t- talking to people about beer um, and I, I, you know we really enjoyed it the response to some of our beers was fantastic obviously Kavik was getting its first proper pour yeah. um, Lemonade Stand was a one off beer we brewed with Greg from, from We Are Beer um, yeah. and that 
we we had to take it off Friday night because we thought we were going to sell out Friday night and we wanted oh, some left for Saturday. Saturday. We sold out Saturday afternoon, so anyone who came Saturday evening didn't get sadly it. missed out. Mm. Um, yeah, it, but fair play for sort of, sort of splitting it across the sessions, though. That's well, quite just, a cool thing to it, do. It was a really nice beer. It was... It was very easy drinking like I said the lemon came through really nicely very crisp and it so it's was like a, a le- lemonade kind of like wheat an beer American yeah. wheat beer which yeah. is kind of how we described it um, and it's so popular that we've already had lots of customers coming to us and going how do we get hold of this stuff yeah. uh, even people who didn't even go to the festival but said oh yeah. we've heard about this beer yeah um, we'd love to uh, we'd love to have it how do we get hold of it and we're like uh, it's kind of a one-off type thing but who knows what the future might yeah. hold hey, who knows I think well, it was, sometimes you just have to listen to the people yeah, <laughs> when yeah, they yeah. speak so yeah. sometimes um, one-offs this is the whole point absolutely. isn't it that's why yeah. you do it so it? no it was great and I think you know being stood alongside some really kind of quote-unquote cool breweries and, yeah. and modern craft breweries and holding our own with some of our beers we had a few guys come up to us going like we've been to McCallow we've been to Mo- uh, Northern Monk and Colonel all these kind of guys yeah. and Actually, the Kavik and Lemonade Stand have been two of our favourite beers of the week mm. of the session. is really promising for us, I think, yeah, as yeah. we try and enter a slightly newer market as well. Yeah. So, no, we were very, very happy with it yeah. and think it was a really well-organised event. Um, and like yourselves, we hope we see it back next yeah. year. It would be a really good thing yeah, for, yeah. for the Midlands in general. I think, yeah, definitely. like you've always promoted, I think, on this show, is, is mm. promoting Midlands but, beer yeah. And, yeah. And, and really shouting about yeah. it. I think it's an up-and-coming area for it and uh, it's very very exciting area for it and i think they absolutely completely did well with the like we said the 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 glass washing stations yeah they'd got um at each point there was also water filling stations so that was really good as well you could get water as well um there was good merch there the food was there it was interesting that it was only one female toilet compared to three males but uh, Mm. you know i I, I walked in there and i thought (laughs) i I took it back and checked the thing on the door i thought i I walked into it you know the sign changed oh did they the sign changed a few times it went from one of them was a male and then it changed to female then it changed to unisex i noticed by the end really what that was yeah, based yeah, on, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah. If I walked in there and there's three stalls in front of me. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Have I walked in the wrong one here? Yeah. I know I've had a few. I suddenly like Twisted yes. Barrel with their yeah. unisex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect yeah. way of doing things. Well, really. I suppose actually, why not have them all as unisex then? Absolutely. And you know, yeah. there's a little bit of that. But you know, that wasn't it. Pierre Fair for the honest, that wasn't really an issue either. So it was that was all good. Um, yeah, no, I, it was just really nice. It was. Just it's really a really good. enjoyable afternoon. I'd yeah. definitely do it again. I hope, fingers crossed, this is it's happening next year. Yeah. And we haven't even mentioned breweries like Glasshouse, who I know we give a big shout out to most shows. Yeah. But they they were pouring some great beers there, weren't yeah. they? Glasshouse. That very sour. Salt. They do. Oh, yeah. very yeah. sour. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of wasn't really that sour. It was no, it wasn't like a fruited all. kind yeah. of. Yeah, it was like white beer. Yeah. It was yeah. just delicious. Super drinkable. Yeah. yeah. Well, that. I knew that was on. That was the one one. You started off with that, didn't you? So I went, as soon as I went in, I was like, right, I'm straight there just in case that goes. And uh, yeah, I was straight there. But yeah, the Burning Soul, the Twisted Barrel, all of, you know. Oh, yeah, and of course I forgot to mention, um, obviously Marsbrow were there, Mm. who for me was like, oh, wow, a a brewery from Bamberg are pouring at a festival in Birmingham. And they were sharing the stand with uh, Braybrook from Market Harbour, who are lager specialists. 
and Braybrook were pouring their Keller beer straight out of the out of the keg mm. uh, poured by Mario their head yeah. brewer and that was absolutely Incredible, spot on wasn't, wasn't it, it? Yeah. super super good and I ended up drinking more lager than I ever thought I would <laughs> do at a festival yeah. because I was on the Keller beer and then I saw that Mars Brow had got a, a collab beer that they'd done called Mr. Callista uh, and that was superb as well so a lot of lager in fact I had the Neon Raptor Gryphon I think it's called as well mm-hmm. which is their Hellers and there's there's a lot of good lager as we were saying earlier co- coming into the market now yeah. but yeah people like Mars Brow they're, they're, they're masters of, of that kind of thing so um yeah, to get people like that pouring at the festival as well is, is a real coup, you know? Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah, excellent stuff. Oh, so, I yeah, um, I will certainly yeah. drink to uh, Beer Central. Talking of which, talking of beer, what are we thinking of the Circle of Snakes? Mm. It's great. It's um, Yeah? It's well, you've finished yours, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been talking too much. I've still got a bit left. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like it. It's, uh, it reminded me of... Um, the uh, recent collaboration with uh, North and Cloudwater for the um, Northern Powerhouse series. Oh, I've not had any the, of them yet. The double IPA that's mm. in there, it's a double New England or okay. something like that. And mm. This is just a shade off it, but yeah. it, it's, it's, it's right it's up there. It reminds me of the Hop City one that Northern Monk did recently mm. as well with, uh, I think it was Vedant and Dare and so on. Mm. I, just really well balanced very creamy with yeah. all the tropical fruits you want uh, it was just far too easy to drink at 8% yeah. <laughs> I, I was just going to say is it it's disappeared very quickly yes again mystery beer thing I would have put that down as a 6% rather than 8 because yeah, it's that yeah for me um, that's the best beer I've had by Black Iris yeah um, yeah, very, very, very good. It's, it's really good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 hiding its boozy ABV quite yeah, well. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've just looked up on uh, on tap because I haven't had it before, and it's a uh, four point seven five for me. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, right. yeah highly rated. Yeah. yeah. Highly rated. Okay. Well, just just briefly, uh, a couple of news items that's happened in the last week or so. Really, um, big beer. Is is coming for independence? Ooh. Yeah, uh, Beer Bods, the subscription service taken over by Beer Hawk, who are of course owned by AB InBev. Mm-hmm. Um, Bottle Shop obviously went under recently. Uh, their cold store is also been taken over by Beer Hawk, um, and Bottle Shop itself on the Bermondsey Mile still in limbo at the moment, but it's looking potentially like that could also be reopening, owned by Beerhawk. And then within the last day or two, um, the Hopstuff Brewery in London, who were famously crowdfunded to the tune of 1.5 million, um, they are now been sold to Molson Coors. Uh, this this is something I'm particularly irked by not that I invested but the fact that do you um, know like Jean-Claude Van Damme is that what, is that what you're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all his films are rubbish <laughs> yeah. um, but his adverts though yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean they, they just sold out to Molson Coors now and um, and basically the crowdfunders uh, lost everything they've lost, lost everything, everything. Yeah. I, I went and checked on Company's House some people have bought tens of thousands of shares to that it's horrific it's it's horrific and and then when I saw the statement that got put out yesterday 
where uh, the guy here, James Yeomans, I think his his name is. Yeah, that's right. Basic, basically saying, yeah, we're really sorry. You know, we've 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 managed to kind of retain our staff and such like, uh, and any investors, we appreciate that you might be annoyed with this. But by the way, we're setting up this club to give you notice of uh, new brews coming out and this, that, and the other. It's like yeah. if that ain't a slap in the I face, know. I don't know I what know. is. When I read that statement, it was just. I think the terminology that was used in a uh, group WhatsApp. I mean, mm. about about beer in general was absolute plop. I think that was yeah. the really used. That whole yeah. thing, the that the uh, the statement from from James as well. It's just it was. Uh, it's it's heartbreaking for anyone who's put money into that. Yeah. Yeah. to see that and read that is 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 painful. I think to think that you've some you know tens of thousands of pounds into this company every every time you invest it's always at your own risk and all that kind of stuff yeah. this but, is true yeah I know, but, but I know then, people then to be told small print read the small print yeah. yeah but then to be told we appreciate your investment so we're going to put you in a special club that means <laughs> you, you get to know about a beer before it's released well you know whoop de do you know yeah. it's it's not nowhere near yeah. a, a recompense is it no. yeah it's like oh I might have lost 30 grand but it's alright I'll know about the new hops and it's not like Molson Cores early. are going to be you know short of a bob it's, or two yeah. yeah it's a funny one I, I, I've, I'm honest I'm not one who um, when I see a a brewery sell to a, a bigger business I that I instantly jump on and go oh, I'm never going to buy that beer again you know, the mm. Beaver Town one mm. I didn't I didn't get upset and angry about it as mm. long as I know the beer is still going to taste like it did and and the same goes with the magic rock thing. I was like, well, as long as the beer tastes like it did, I I don't get upset personally. It's not it's not mm-hmm. a thing that upsets me. It's like as long as the beer tastes great, I'm yeah. happy with it. Yeah. Um, but this one in particular, I think because of so many investors, um, and the lack of kind of it feels like a lack of remorse about what's happened to them. It kind of yeah. just it's almost like oh we are sorry. It doesn't really feel enough for me. Like yeah yeah. It's, yeah. it's it, this is I don't know. It's, this one feels particularly poor. Um, I think basically now crowdfunding in beer is completely toxic. Yes, I think it'll be avoided. You know, from now on. I've yeah. I've invested only tiny amounts, but Brewdog shares a long time ago, um, which we managed to get a bit of money back off anyway. Yeah, but at least that's the point, isn't it? Although they've not sold out to big beer, when they did get their big investment, yeah, at least they had the t- the gall to say, okay, yeah, we're making a load out of this. We can't let you guys that funded us initially. That's right. And here's so, your opportunity to sell fifteen percent of your yeah, shares. You yeah. could. We'll either buy back fifteen percent of your shares, or we'll give you these exclusive beers. You choose which one. That you page want. couldn't load quick enough. <laughs> um, to be honest, we 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 both sold a few shares. That covered what we'd put in in the first place. Yeah. And anything else now is is just total. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But cool at least, stuff. but at least they did that. At least they were. You know. Yeah. Um, if if we'd have. And that was just them just getting another investor in. This this wasn't, you know, the whole selling out to, uh, you know, um, Morrison exactly. Coors or, yeah. or whoever or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- th- there's been a lot of that recently, hasn't there, mm. with the whole point with initially with the whole independent breweries and crowdfunding them was that was the whole point. It helped to keep them independent. Exactly. And that's kind exactly. of what we liked about it. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, mm, yeah. That sorry, your money isn't good enough. This huge conglomerate over here actually would rather take their money, yeah, and you yeah. know. And if, if you know, if it is that the business was on the verge of of liquidation, then that's a sad, sorry state mm. anyway. And, and yeah. if this was their only option, 
it's a sad and sorry thing, but I think that maybe the the investors should have been looked after better yeah. in the in the negotiations of the sale of the business. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it just doesn't quite sit right. I think it's one of them. But but is this part of the issue with you know normal investors, the usual investment model? Versus they would the have been yeah. crowdfunding. Yeah. This is it because it's so relatively yeah. new yeah. in terms of. Um, that kind of business model that, that's the problem you don't isn't get it? a share do you no, no. So uh, well they're... you do with some so, yeah. Wait, yeah. We, yeah. we have shares in Brewdog but it and depends and they are proper shares yeah but that, that's, that's but, the thing though. that was sold to you as a share yeah. yeah if you go and submit some money for a crowdfunding mm. you get a reward yeah, yeah. But yeah. you don't get the share. No, 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 no exactly. that's it. So the, it. Most it's crowdfunding money risky. is mega risky. Yeah, yeah, most you don't. I mean, some you do. I looked into it before I, I put a few quid, the minimum investment into Northern Monk, and you do get a share. Um, but there's other ones where you get you get nothing. Um, or you'll get, like you said, you'll get a tote well, bag perks. or you'll it's, get... Um, yeah, you get you the know. most expensive tote bag you've ever bought <laughs> and a T-shirt or something. Um, or you'll get access to exclusive beers or you'll, you know, but... I think I think things have moved on now. I think there's been too much of this happen in the last couple of months to ever have people be enthusiastic about crowdfunding again mm. now. I think so. This, this has killed it, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think Which is, is then a shame for those genuine independent breweries that then need investment yeah. and don't want to go to the banks and get you Especially know, when you loans read reports at- about uh, a lot of these independent breweries who are living in a world of credit where they're mm. not being paid and so yeah. they're struggling to yeah. and to you know, brew the beers that we all know and love and want to keep drinking. Yeah, um, yeah I think... It's a whole. It's a. It's a really, really tough industry for breweries who are starting out at the minute. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. Because really, we're starting to see the casualties now. We are certainly. Uh, are. Um, moving back to the bottle shop stuff, you know, the, there's several breweries that have got a real big amount of stock in their yep. comp mm. store. That's all kept kind of uh, until the audit has been took. Well, done now. They said that they've started to go in to have a look. Oh, really? And or an audit what what they've got there, but there's no word on whether they're going to be able to pay the breweries mm. that have got that stock the, the thing that I remember from that statement was the fact that Bot Shop owned the Colonel owed the Colonel 90k you know I mean that's, that's crazy isn't it it's crazy yeah. and then that guy put that statement out saying oh it's the juvenile nature of the beer industry that's at fault yeah Right, okay. <laughs> Nothing like an inflammatory statement anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yeah. things are changing. Would you, would you like to pay your, uh, you know, yeah. this yeah. brewery that, that you... Yeah, because uh, that's know. the guy who's, who's now got a job, uh, you know, with um, with Beerhawk. So, you know, he's, he's all right. Yeah, it's, but, like, it's like the David Brent of beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some great news, guys. I'm yeah. on a promotion. I think I think something something worth reading is is um, please no funny dance. Yeah, yeah. Something definitely worth reading is uh, Hot Burns and Black, the, the the great bottle shop down in in Peckham in South London, put out a great blog post about independence. Uh, it's definitely worth reading. Um, one of the points that I took from that was the fact that. Um, after Beavertown uh, sold out instantly, they were like, right, we're not stocking them anymore. They did the same with Magic Rock. Yep. Um, apparently then, you know, just weeks afterwards, they had people from Heineken actually coming in and having a look at what was on their shelves. And they weren't, and, and they weren't, not obvious about that. They knew that they were Heineken yeah, people came in coming in Heineken to survey. The, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> surveying the shelves and seeing what stock was on there. And it's like, 
that's that's what you're dealing with here. You yeah. know, with big beer, you're getting people coming around, like kind of sniffing around and seeing what's going it on. Is, it is. I think as as you know, as I said before, I think um, I I'm very much in the camp of I just want to drink great beer, mm. um, and I want to make sure that the people involved with the beer are still being looked after. I think they're yeah. the two main things for me. Um, and if, if if a big and there are plenty of instances where a big brewery comes in buys a little brewery and they change the recipe and the beer doesn't taste the same and mm. people do lose jobs that sort of thing completely against that don't yeah. want anything to do with that um but you know when hashtag bloody hell <laughs> yeah yeah. Just, yeah, yeah yeah we, we get um but i think you know i i do i just I, at the end of the day as a as a consumer i just want to be drinking yeah great great beer and, and if some of these smaller breweries are getting to a point where they can't continue or they can't grow the way they want to or get mm. their beer to the people that they want to get to that next level without without the help of, of an investor. I, I'm not against it if it's done in no. the right way. And I think, you know, the, the Beavertown Heineken one, I've listened to, to Beavertown talk about it at a talk and the idea was to use Heineken's distribution and that's mm. what it's been. And, and actually they haven't changed the recipe of any of their beers. They just brew a lot more of it and... Hashtag bloody hell. Have you tried the latest bloody hell? I've not. I've not, but I've oh, heard okay. about the latest one. Yeah. I have yeah. heard. I've not tried it, but yeah. I have heard about that. That yeah. was a bit of a polarizing That's... moment for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't until, say a great deal of Beaver Town anyway, yeah. but it's yeah. I get it um, until that until until bloody hour. Yeah, exactly. What yeah, you're saying. and that's kind of where I've been. But I, I've yeah. heard I've heard the stories yeah. about that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's that whole balance thing, isn't it? You know, because equally, I've heard the stories of you know we all end up drinking somewhere that we'd rather not be, and there's nothing decent on mm. tap, yeah. and then you just oh they got neck oil or they got yeah. gamma ray, yeah. and so those moments you go oh well that's not so bad, is it? No, mm. that it's still, their beer is turning still up better somewhere than else. Drinking a Carling or a Foster's as far exactly. Yeah. that's where I'll stick to distress yeah. purchase yeah mm. but distress purchase exactly yeah. but yeah. this this is it the amount of times we've either said if we've been to gig venues or if you go to sporting venues or whatever at the moment it still is all Heineken Carling etc I really liked and the, speckled hair <laughs> yeah well yeah exactly that's it that's the point is that, that oh, you know so it's it, it very much is that balance of you're right it's that Keeping it consistent, to me, I'm also, I'd rather have lots of independent people yeah. because it keeps the money local, oh, etc. rather than mm. 99% of conglomerates. still goes yeah. to independence, there's yeah. no denying that. But, yeah. um, but equally, when I do go to, you know, gigs or sporting events or whatever, if I can find something decent to drink, purity or um, neck oil or, you know, whatever, then it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be happy. It's drinking macro, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. Sort of. yeah, 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 absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, yeah. And it, it, as a consumer, it's a really fine balancing act. It is, totally yeah. is. And, and from that whole kind of like moral perspective, yeah. of it, it, it yeah. is, it's, a, yeah. it's a balancing act because you can sort of say <laughs> yeah. one thing and sometimes you end up drinking the other. And exactly. It's a difficult it's, one. It's, it's difficult, yeah. So, um, yeah, I try not, I, I try and reserve myself on an opinion on, <laughs> yeah. on a sale of a brewery until I know all the facts and kind of go, yeah. right, okay, I'm going to really yeah. think about this one before I start spouting anything. But yeah. apart from this latest news, yeah. I've just gone straight in and gone, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a plop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then as Dave said before now, sometimes you have to go right back to the whole, you know, yeah. right, so who owns who owns who, who owns who, and then, yeah, you know, yeah. what, so what atrocities are they funding yeah, and all yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. know, and it, oh, it just ends up becoming such a horrible minefield and it's just like... Ah. 
It's difficult. It's difficult. But anyway, on that really somber note, um, <laughs> um, we've had some we've had some great beers today. I don't know what everybody's favourite beer of the day has been or not, but um, what do I you think. Well, I think for my me, mine was the mystery beer <laughs> right really? at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. But well, that's all my kind of thing, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah, a I, heavy I, adjunct I, stout. I, I loved the the beer. Uh, I think all of them have been excellent, but. Um, you loved all the beer. <laughs> you know me, I like all the beer. But yeah. I, th- I think the Kavik was, uh, was, yeah. was excellent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was excellent. Good, yeah. Everything has been great. Everything has been really The, the smell really of good. the Mars Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if I take my purity hat off, the ah <laughs> yeah. 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 was, I was it, just, it blew my mind, actually, yeah. how good that was. That's, uh, that surprised me, I think, the most. And therefore, probably will go down as my beer of the day. Yeah, right. I think probably the... Oh, it's between that and the escape pod for me. Uh, escape pod is, is, a, is a superb, massive imperial stout that ticks all the boxes. And with coconut, because I think coconut is a great adjunct uh, for stouts. Um, so it's between those two. I'd probably err towards the uh, the escape pod, I think. Mm. But they've, they've all been amazing yeah. beers today. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, we've been done good. We've well done, good. done, everybody. Yeah, yeah. indeed. It, it works better when Charles isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes will always appear in your podcast app. Uh, leave us a review as that helps us uh, climb on the ratings and uh, helps us people to find us we're on all the usual social media channels Twitter Facebook Instagram even good old fashioned email and if you've got any requests for beers or breweries or tap rooms for us to review in the future or you want to be a guest uh, please get in touch in the meantime cheers next time cheers cheers, yeah. cheers.